Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 80, the big ol' 8-0, for the week of July 2nd, 2019. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and today I'm joined by the man in the Divide the Fall t-shirt, Will A.K.A. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you on this Sunday evening? Doing fine. How are you? I'm tired as hell. Yeah? Yeah. As I was telling you in your driveway, I got up from a nap recently. I don't recommend napping. I feel tired as soon as I wake back up. I mean, you gotta sleep when you can, though, with the baby. It's true. It's true. And I'm I'm not like a power napper. I can't do that, like, 10-minute, you know, power nap where you just feel refreshed after the fact. I just can't do it. I have to just sleep. Deep sleep. That's my problem. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm going to let people know, I'm wearing Divide the Fall shirt. Yes. It's a local band here in, uh, I guess they're Minneapolis, wherever. They play a lot in Wisconsin and southern Minnesota. Right, but they're from Minnesota. But they're from Minnesota. Yeah. Um, They recently played a show in Chicago, which they're, um, I guess you would call it their producer, people, the guy who works on their album with them. Um, one of someone he knew came to their show out there last, was it a, not this weekend, but the weekend before. And apparently he liked their stuff, thought they were really tight live, which, you know, tight sounding. They were on, you know, in time with each other. They, and, um, he bought like six of their CDs and said, he's going to start pitching them to labels. So, and, um, for those who. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm friends with a couple of the guys in the band. I'm really excited for him. Um, chit chat with them every once in a while about what's going on. So yeah, that was exciting to hear. That is fantastic. Hopefully they get picked up. They are really good. Yeah. So go listen to Divide the Fall on Spotify if you're into, um, what would you call that? It's rock, rock, but yeah, it's not are... like it's not like classic rock. It's no, no, it's a little bit of screaming, screamo, not screamo, like post hardcore. Sure. A little bit of metal, a little bit of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, they are not a screamo band. No, let's, no, let's no. get things straight right off the bat. They are, they are something that is played. They are a, who would you compare them to? I mean, you could go along the lines. Um, ugh. this is difficult. Yeah. Let me, I'm, I'm taking the time to pull up my phone here. Do it up. Um, they're, they're kind of like, I prevail. Yeah. 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 They got, they got a little bit of that. Yeah, they got a little bit of the the deeper screaming aspect. Yep. You know? Yeah. But they're not a screamo band. Yeah, some of their like um bands they told me to like that they listen to. Yeah, I prevail. A band called Our Last Night is a big one. Okay. Um Fame on Fire, stuff like that. Palisades, that's their kind of influences. Sure. So you're gonna hear a little bit of that in their music. There you go. So give them a listen. It's good stuff. Will? Yeah. Do you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode? Yeah, what do we got, man? We rambled on a little bit much there. (laughs) So I tried to be a little bit vague in these descriptions, but people will understand. So discoveries will occur at the outpost. Ooh. Probably outpost discovery information's in there. Who would have thought? MCCPC flighting officially begins. A classic returns. Tournaments and leagues are recapped. And then we have our weekly topic, which is a Halo, uh, our thoughts on the Halo Weapon Sandbox as it currently is and what we'd like in Infinite. 
But before we get into any of that, well, what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! We got some Rostermania. <laughs> the reason Josh is laughing right now is because I had to do an extended break, so I made noise when there was supposed to be stuff there. But anyway, let's start off. We Again, we have the official Face It Ignite Halo 3 4v4 teams and free agent list. Let's get into it. What's on the list, Will? All right, teams we have going. These are full teams. Demonica Esports, Manatee, Shoddy the Doggy, Shook, and Godly with Coach Ducky KG. We have Maka Esports. This is Warlord, Havoc, Looney, Squashy, and Organs as a coach. We have Demonica Purple, which is Double XL, Flash, Jesus, Fidgets, and Sketch as a coach. Not the sketch you're thinking of. Uh, we have Endangered Esports. This includes Dash, Kazi, Niji, and Vin... Vincinical, Vinical, too many eyes. Vincinical, Vincinical. Yeah, yeah. No coach there. Um, we have Team TBC, which is Cerberus, um, Ghosty, Mysterion, and Bidey. Hyperactive is their coach. I think TBC means they don't have a name because there's two other teams in there with the same quote unquote uh, team name. Yep. Yeah. So we have Mazer is the next one. This is Flames, Fusion, Hollers, and Snakey. We have another TBC name. This is Riots, Flux, Jimbo, and Two Foxy. Um, team Stush. Wait, hold on. What what was the last player of that team? Foxy. There it is. Um, there it is, Will. <laughs> we have I <laughs> Team Stash. This is Icon, Envy, Mista, and Zimasta. We have Revive Nation, Batchford, Za, Allen, Allen, and Duckbot. Uh, we have Lethal Divide. This is Shabby, Kimbo, Lunny, and Turk. And then another TBC, which is uh, Septic, Zyra's, Genius, and Snipel. Why did you scream, Alan? Yeah. Have you ever seen the video of the groundhog that's voiced over? He pops out of the ground. And he's like, no. Alan! 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 Nope, <laughs> I have not seen this. But and you then, can keep going if you want. So he keeps just shouting Alan and Al over again. Okay. It's just, it's just funny because it's an animal voiced over. Sure. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, that's not Alan. That's Steve. 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 Oh, my With, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We have the partial team list. Um, Again, they're all named TBC except one. So the first one is Legend and Plumbus. Second one, Colossi, Mal Malzi, and Lindsay. Another one, Impact, Kenneth, and Benjamin. And then Team Drown is called Harper, Ads, and Shiesty. And then another TBC name, Linz, Abra, and Viking. Free agents for the official Face It, Ignite, Halo 3, 4v4 tournament. Um, Wheezy, Mysterion, Ego, Cerberus. Okay, I've already actually said a few of these names. So I'm going to try to cross these out as I go. So let's start over. We have Wheezy, Ego. Creep Easy, Nath, M2, Fluxy, Sheezy, Ollie J, Snipel, Ghost Wave, Convict, C1R, Harper, Christo, Scarcetti, Xanti, and Slumpy. That does it. That does it for the doc. Moving on, we have the Red Bull Rise Till Dawn rosters, and what we just have is Antimatter Gaming, Straight Sick, and Demon D. Yeah, so that was the new announcement from lo the over the week. Is that they? Uh, I saw Straight Stick put out a tweet saying that him and Demon D are going to be competing in that event together. Nice. Um, and then also, I didn't screw up this time, Will. Um, there was a roster that you said within the Google Doc that I did not put 
outside of the Google Doc. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Because I realized that I'm like, I'm going to look this time. Oh, it's in there. All right, fuck me. I don't need to include that there anymore. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Very nice. Um, but yeah, that does it for Roster Mania this week. Will, thank you as always for reading through that. And now it's time for Cod and the Games Watch. Had a little bit of flair on that one. Just a little bit, though. Just a little bit. We got a couple things for you this week. First and foremost, you can check out the Steam sale which is currently going on until July 9th. So uh, for those who don't know about the Steam sale, they changed the way things work now. So instead of what it used to be, where every day there were new deals, including flash sales and so on and so forth, now the price that is that the sale price that was the price on day one of the sale is the same price it's going to be at the end of the sale. So you can get in at any time you want. You know the price is going to stay the same. Um, the sale price is going to stay the same. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and check it out. So, I, you bought me The Witcher on PlayStation, I believe. Yes, it is $15 on Steam. Yeah, and that's including the DLC, That's I the believe. Game of the Year edition, yep. I thought about switching over to PC. It's a steal it at is, that price. And it's, it's a lot of game to go through. It is also, you also have mod support, which takes care of a lot of the little dumb things within that game. Sure. And the mods yeah. are stupidly simple to install. I was thinking of just picking it up to maybe play at a later date. Because I'll talk about what I'm doing right now in this next segment. So, I think it's the cheapest it's ever been, too. Yeah, 15 bucks for yep. the game of the year. That's nuts. Yep. Usually it goes on sale for 20 So seeing it at 15 is really, really awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I finished out my Steam Halo collection. So I purchased Halo Wars Definitive Edition because it was 8 bucks, And then I purchased Halo Spartan Assault for $1.50. Wow. Yeah. So now I have every Halo game that's on Steam because Halo Wars 2 is not on Steam. Speaking of which, we're going to talk about that in a little bit too, but that's besides the point. And then also the last thing in Cotton Other Games Watch, um, congratulations to Games Done Quick in raising a brand new record high of $3,003,889 for Doctors Without Borders during the Summer Games Done Quick stream um, that just concluded yesterday. Uh, yesterday is in like, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. It finished Saturday night. Um, it was absolutely crazy. Their previous record was like 2.45 mil. So think about that. It went from 2.45, their previous high to over $3 million. That's insane. Congratulations to yeah. them. That is awesome. It means they raised an extra one fifth of their previous record. Yep. That's crazy. absolutely amazing. And uh, if you guys have not watched any of those speed runs before, um, Halo has been featured in the past. It's usually there every uh, every couple of years um, in some shape or form. But seriously, if you're just a fan of video games in general, highly recommend you just go to their YouTube channel. I believe it's youtube.com slash games done quick or just look for games done quick and check out some of those recaps. They're really, really, really awesome. Um, and they may even have one of your other favorite games there too. So go ahead and check it out. Um, yeah, that does it for COD and other games. Watch, which means it's time for <laughs> Adventures Within the Do you like the beginning of that? That sounded really was, weird. Yeah. A little it, reverb in and out. I almost stopped myself, but I'm like, no, I gotta just, I just gotta get the end of it. Um, Will, what'd you play this week? All right. I played Halo 5. That was it. That's all I've played all week. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> 
Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem, only played one game this entire week. And it's in the title of the segment. Yeah. So, um, gosh, I don't, I feel like I didn't play a lot of games over the actual course of the week. Um, but Friday we had our community play date, played some hit, started off warming up a little bit before, played with you guys during the play date, and then, um, <clears throat> got to Diamond and Slayer thanks to your guys' help. Got carried a little bit, but it is We what did it. it. We did it. I, in the last game, I went eight, like eight, four and eight or eight, six and eight, something like that to round it off. So it felt good that I was at least even. I finally, I fe- finally felt decent. We got there. We did. We got there. It was there. teamwork. We got there. Um, and then let's see, fr- Saturday, I got online at like 930, played till about 430, uh, all Halo 5. We're talking about like nine in the morning, right? Yeah, nine a.m. Okay, nine thirty a.m. to four thirty p.m. Yep. Um, I just kept going. I started off with uh, I did a couple husky raids, which that mode. Oh my god! Then um, yeah, that mode something else. We'll talk <laughs> about it later. Moved into rock and rails to get that XP because they're quick games, and if you win, so here's the issue. The big issue I'm running into now is I'm out of boost. Like. I I have nothing, and please, please, just bring the legendary boost back. Make it there all the time, because look, if you have people on this grind before infinite, they might just spend $5 on a pack to get some boosts. Or five. And, and, and John, <laughs> you wanna... <laughs> it's, your, it's your time, will you? Okay. Take it away. Um, because, let's be honest, Halo 5 population is low. Yeah. And you're probably not making much more more money off this game right now. I'm telling you, they, you bring those boosts back. The people trying to get the 152 might just buy them. Fuck and, the boosts. What they? I mean, yes, I agree with you, but they also need to do the gears thing where they have well, like triple quad XP weekends. They need to have something like that just to break up the monotony. Go yeah. ahead, I'll I'll get to it. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, so. and that's that's what that's why I was in Rock and Rails is because you do get a little bit more. It's it's not necessarily more XP. It's just faster, but it's XP. a faster game. Yeah, games so, end four to five minutes. Yep, and especially if you run into a fucking squad in Rock and Rails, <laughs> which is the most annoying thing ever. Like, really, you're gonna be fucking competitive in this low grav rocket rail mode where it's just <laughs> craziness the whole time? Pisses me <laughs> off. Anyway, um, after a little bit of Rock and Rails, I moved into Team Arena with uh, the one and only Scud Puddle. We played until uh, from probably twelve thirty one to four thirty. Did he get shit on? He was he he didn't play. I feel like he wasn't playing to his full potential. I'll just say that. Oh, Scud, sounds like you got shit on. He had a couple games where he was top and shined, and of course he did because he's Scud Puddle. Yeah, but I got to make sure I drop I drop him down a couple <laughs> pegs. You know what I mean? But it was a go- it was a great time playing. Um, it was one of those days where my shot was just off and everything I tried, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. Those days, man, it was, everybody has them. Yeah. And I couldn't, and it wasn't like, Oh, I'm just bad today. It was like, my shot's just off. I cannot correct it no matter what I did. Sure. Um, but no, it was a good time playing. And then I played this morning too, for a little bit. Um, I'm kind of in that. I know you, you will talk about this a little bit later, 
in your your part here, but yep. um, I'm on the fence about the 152 grind. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It is a lot, and it's I'm gonna need a lot of weekends like that playing in huge chunks to make right. up that time. Oh God! <laughs> for those for those wondering what just happened, we'll just hit his pen on the mic. Boom arm. And even worse, I hit the spring, so you probably got like a boing in there. It's anyway. just like a yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's all I played. It's just some Halo Five. Very nice. I I've been kind of itching to get back into Siege. Okay. But again, if I'm gonna be on the grind, I really don't have time to play anything else. But I mean, hey, like you said, if you get if you if you get in a good weekend day where you knock out a good amount of time, then yeah. sure, sure, okay. Josh, what did you play this week? Will, thank you for asking. I played some games. Not just Halo, but a good amount of Halo. So, to start things off, I played the Children of Morta demo. So, the demo may still be up right now. It's on Steam. I recommend everybody go give it a shot. I'm not going to say much about it, other than I played the demo, and immediately after, I pre-purchased the game. It was that good to me. There's still some things that need to be ironed out, but the game is unbelievably gorgeous and it has a mix between like a roguelite and Diablo style gameplay. So just take that into consideration. It's, it played really, really well. Next, I played some Final Fantasy 14. I finally unlocked my Black Mage. Thank fucking God. Um, took forever, but we're finally there. Yesterday, um, I purchased Super Mario Maker 2 on the Switch. I've been seeing some people stream it. Look really fun. Look like a lot better than the first game. And this one actually has a, a, I'll put it in like air quotes, story mode, because it does. But like they're very small levels. Um, completed that in a few hours. Now I'm gonna go on to play some community levels. And the cool part is, is that, like, with the original Mario Maker, yes, there was a lot of creativity that could go behind it, but it it seemed fairly limited in things that can be done. People found out really cool ways to make things happen, but they were in pretty difficult levels, okay? In this one, the world is your oyster. Like, the amount of shit that they put in this, and I'm talking about things that are, aren't in regular Mario games. Like, it's it's insane. So I can only imagine what the community is going to be able to do. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. And then... um. As Will hinted at as well, I also played Halo 5. Um, I was so close to doing the noise again by you shaking your head like that. <laughs> and people are not going to realize what the hell I'm talking about. But that's perfectly fine. So community playdate happened. Um, the more and more these community playdates are happening. So we usually get like a rotation of like a five person group, right? It's, it constantly feels like that. Mm -hmm. We don't have four. We don't have eight. It's always a constant rotation of five. Okay. And I'm talking about like, we'll have our group of five and then somebody will need to leave. Another person joins. We still have five, so on and so forth. So the more this happens, the more I want like Call of Duty style. Hey, maybe Halo should be 5v5 instead of 4v4. I mean, no, I obviously I don't want it like, uh, clearly I don't always want it like that, but It'd be really nice to just have a social Slayer-esque uh, playlist where it's 5v5 or something like that. Yeah, maybe just include the larger maps. Yeah, sure. Just, yeah. I'd be fine with whatever. I'd, I'd just, it'd just be nice to have everybody playing uh, because sometimes we all we don't, we don't want to play Super Fiesta. You know, we don't want to play Big Team Battle, especially ranked. 
because fuck that. Oh my god, I don't want to play rank BTB anymore. Um, but yeah, I digress. And then, so Will, you hinted at this as well. Um, I am officially committed to the hashtag road to 152. My my main question about this, yes, is the the whatever it may be that you get in infinite. Yep, it could if, be so dumb. It could the be dumbest thing in the world. My my speculation is with how they're talking about reach level customization. My guess is it's gonna be like a decal you can put on your armor. That or, that or an emblem is what or, I was thinking. What I would really something I'd really like to see is maybe like a a color to your armor that no one else gets. That'd be cool. Just so you can be pointed out. That'd be cool. Anyway, um, if I play if Halo Infinite releases fall twenty twenty fall twenty twenty, but I'm not there yet. But I keep playing Halo Five and I get there. Will I still get this item after Infinite releases? They haven't said. That's that's my main question because. Like, I have a feeling with life and how it goes. And yeah, how, life's a bitch. Um, and gets in the way a lot. It, yeah. I mean, I would love to game 24-7. But, but yeah, we're never, buddy. Yeah. Um, I just, I could plan to play a few hours a day mm-hmm. here and there, you know, do extended weekends. Hell, I'm bringing my Xbox with me to how ho- post-discovery yeah. and probably just going to play in the hotel room. But no, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, we're, we both plan on bringing our Xboxes. Um. It should be a good time. We'll play Halo. It'll be great. I'm I'm super excited to just hang out and hang out with you guys, those who are going to be coming to the Chicago event, all that fun stuff. So it'll be yeah. good. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to know if I could get that piece, whatever it yeah. is, after. Like, I mean, it's all Xbox Live, right? It's all on yep. your account. Yeah. So it's all tied to your profile. Yeah. I want to know if, like, if I sign into Infinite, if it's that's your one opportunity, or is it, hey, if I play Halo 5 after Infinite comes out, which I probably really won't want to do. Right. But I would, so I don't think, I don't think they've confirmed whether or not that's the case. Yeah. But in my mind, I would think that it just looks at your service record, and if you're 152, then here you go. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. That's perfect. Um, could be better, could be a lot worse. So now I averaged it out. Okay, Will? Yeah. 438 days. Yeah, a little over a year. 438 days. I would be done on September 20th, 2020, or around there, if I played every single day and I got 100,000 XP per day. I am currently on... Tomorrow will be day seven. Have you gone over on any of the days? Like, have you every, played every day? Well, I'm saying, like, have you got like 150,000 or no, 200,000? Every day is a game over. Okay. Every day is around five to 6,000 XP over. Okay. Well, that could add up over time. Exactly. And the thing is, I've, I've looked at it and I'm like, well, realistically, once that gets to 100,000, I could realistically, it could skip a day or I could just. Like, oh, that's just an added bonus of I don't have to worry about that one anymore. Yeah. But yeah, 438 days. That is how much time I had um, at the beginning. And we're doing it up. All right. We are doing it up. Rock and Rail goes away on July 2nd. So you're going to, are you like exclusively playing Rock and Rail just because of the XP? Yep. Just because of the quick XP. I 
got burnt out on it so quick. Oh. I hate it now. Really? I'm like... Mm. Dude, if you... It, the easiest strat in the world, stick on the outsides of the map and wait. I'm not saying camp, but like just stick to the outsides of the map, walk around, don't run, don't sprint, don't jump. Just literally walk around and wait for people to pop out because they will. They always do. And that's that's what I do all the time. Truth? Oh, dude, that perfection I got on truth? Yeah. I was sitting car two basically the whole game. <laughs> and I was it, like, I was going back and forth. I was going back yeah. and forth. I was watching spawns because we had that team on the spawn rotation. So as soon as I saw my teammates go, I'd be like, okay, I'll look here. Oh, cool. There they are. Easy peasy. That's all. That's all it is. All right. Um, but yeah, July 2nd is when Rock and Roll goes away. Um, and you know what? I actually thought about it. Before we move on, this gives me a bigger opportunity to try out Other these modes. rotational playlists. Yeah. If that the- I never would have given a shot before. See, I just hope they have something like that's as quick as this, though, because right, realistically, if you're getting six to like for me without the XP boost, if you're if my team wins, yep, I'm getting about six thousand XP per game. Yep, I which, get around eight to nine. Yeah, with an XP boost, so yep. that's fuck. I'm gonna. Ugh. Oh, mine are gonna run out eventually. I have like sixty to seventy left, and it's it's. Uh, right now with Rock and Rail, I'm able to get through the 100,000 XP in an hour to an hour and a half. Okay? So, game time is going to increase when not playing that playlist. XP is going to remain the same, if not drop a little bit, depending upon the playlist. Which means I'll probably have to play two to two and a half hours per day. Is what I'm they, averaging. They really just need... Yeah. They need to either, A, give more XP boosts. Yep. Or... Do Bring on a double XP weekend. Yeah. Cross, like cross servers. I'm not talking about just Warzone Turbo or any shit like that. I'm talking about every playlist. See, I know, I know, like you can get like 15,000 XP probably from a Warzone game, but the amount of time you spend I'm in not that sitting game, there for 15 minutes. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah it just doesn't, it, no, no, thank you. Um, not, and then the fact that I really don't enjoy the mode would just make it painful. Right. And the fact that I sold all my wrecks. Yep. Me too. Yep. All of them. Yep. I'm still going, I'm selling my Warzone XP boost because I have one stacked at like 60 something. I think I sold them all too. So I'm working on selling them in between games and whatnot, yep. but yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you, <laughs> we made a joke about this earlier, but yeah, when they had the XP packs, I did buy some, but that's uh, right. Moving on. It's time for the news. First and foremost, Halo Outpost Discovery merch has been announced by Halo Outpost Discovery on the Twitters. They have two tweets. One's a t-shirt, one's a hat. Check them out. Can you buy them now or do you have to wait till you're there? They're exclusively at the event. Got it. Which means we'll be getting them at the event. Um, Next up, we have more Outpost Discovery news. Discovery Dispatch Combat Deck. By Grim Brother one over on HaloWaypoint.com, and I quote, Outpost Discovery's combat deck lets visitors experience the rush of playing Halo multiplayer in an unprecedented real-life way. Imagine getting outfitted in the latest and later in laser tag technology and hopping into a 10,000 square foot play space reminiscent of Halo 3's Foundry. It takes Red vs. Blue to a whole new level. Oh, and we heard you like the whole big team battle thing. How about teams of up to 20 facing off in a head-to-head uh, quest to claim ultimate victory and friend-hounding glory. Yes, it's pretty much as cool as it sounds. 
How cool does that sound to you, Will? That many people? I don't know. That sounds a little crazy. So did you see the trailer of the laser tag one? Or yeah. are you talking the VR? Both. The laser tag, I do not see a trailer for. The VR, yes. And while the VR one looks a little dumb, <laughs> not going to lie. It does. <laughs> but it might be different when you're in the headset. Because like, sure. I've watched people play VR games through a television because while they're there, you know. Oh, they yeah. Have yeah. It's up. a completely different experience. Yeah, it's completely different. So I'm hoping while you're in the headset, it's at least somewhat fun. Um, I hope so, too. But yeah, that many people is a little crazy. If anything, uh, it, if, if it's not good, it just gives us more time to play regular Halo on our Xboxes. There you go. <laughs> um, one thing that I thought would be really cool with, yes. with all the technology that's out there for quote unquote laser tag right now. Yeah. What if there was like a, a capture the flag type thing where like if you, a person had the flag, their like vest and stuff would light up a different color. So, you know, they'd have the flag and then. But the, the problem is, is once you, you'd have to like, A, just kill the carrier, right? There wouldn't be a time return or anything like that. Right. And then you could um, somehow like pass the flag to someone else by doing a motion, like, so, like touching your gun to their vest or something. Maybe there's like a, maybe you could have a sensor be the flag, right? Sure. And you have it like, you have it glow and you have it like be this big thing that somebody has to carry. Mm -hmm. Um, In which case the sensor indicates that, oh, it's being held by someone or it's close to an, a person's like laser tag sensor on their, oh, yeah. on their arm yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then that changes the color of them to be like, hey, I have this item. And then if they die, maybe maybe you just have to do like um honor system, uh, but like they have to drop then the item. Yeah. And then the next person who comes up, if they pick it up, the sensor realizes that it's being picked up or it's close to well, another you, sensor. You could probably do it, it too, where the whatever the item is has a sensor in it so that if it's not being carried by a live person, it trips. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And then, like, you know, there's an alarm that goes off like, hey, yeah. you're moving it without a person. Right. So, I don't know. I thought I thought it would always be a cool idea because laser tag is always just a quote unquote slayer game. It is. Yeah. I mean, they they do have their, like, I've been to places where it's like shoot the base and get points by shooting their base and yep. whatnot, but it's mostly Slayer. Exactly. I mean, so I exactly. thought it would just be cool. Be cool if someone came up with a variant like that. That would be really cool, actually. I like that idea. Um, And finally, last piece of Halo Outpost Discovery news. This is uh, just a YouTube video. Outpost Discovery details discussed at E3 2019 by Halo over on YouTube.com. Go ahead and check it out. And uh, here's the description. Join John Friend, uh, Justin Robbie, and Brian Gerard from 343 Industries as they discuss more details for Halo Outpost Discovery coming to a city near you this summer. So they just talk about it a little bit further in detail. Go ahead and check it out if you're any at all interested. Next news story. Will alluded to it earlier. Husky Raid is officially in Halo 5. This is by who, Will? Unishak. Thanks, Will. This is a Halo Waypoint article, and I quote... In response to requests from the community, we're excited to announce that Husky Raid is now available in a dedicated playlist for a limited time. While that does mean that you won't be able to find it in Action Sack anymore, you should be happy knowing that this new playlist will be filled with plenty of good times on its own, and it will be indeed, uh, and it will indeed be quite husky. So for the mode, 
For those who aren't familiar with the Husky Raid game mode, it's essentially capture the flag with random weapons, but with a few very important twists. The first being that we're able to take things up a notch from previous games by using the full arsenal of power weapons, including rec variants, to build out the most explosive version of the mode ever made. The second is what really makes this mode unique, it's maps. Every Husky Raid map focuses players into one tunnel, path, or bridge, so that each match becomes a unique blend of CTF and tug of war, with a touch of war of attrition. That said, since the maps will be truly uh, will truly be the core of your Husky Raid experience, let's take a look at them. Here are the maps. Featuring the most amount of new maps we've ever had for a playlist launch in Halo 5, Husky Raid will launch with a staggering 23 community-made battlegrounds. Here's a quick look at what you'll find when you drop into each of these maps. So, the maps include Blood and Stone by Lar uh, Larger Fiend. Yeah. Larger Fiend. Classified by Certified Champ. Containment Breach by The Grim Dealer, Dominus by Harry McClary, Downfall by I Need More Bleach and Spartan Blood 1, Gutter by Randy355, Hallows by Sikamikaniko, okay, Harmony by Mistress Yami, M808B Production by I Need More Bleach, Meta Wave by Randy355, uh, MOA Fields, or MOA Fields, by Mistress Yami, we live in Minnesota, MOA, Mall of America, it's my... my it's like ingrained in you. Yeah, my yeah. brain immediately went there. Um, omission by Temp Fire, Fo Temp Fire Fox 00. Palmyra by Icy Hot Spartan. Putt Putt by Who's Blaze. Remember those Putt Putt games? Like the the purple car? Was that was that Putt Putt? Was that his name? You ever play any of those? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Will. I really hope I'm not wrong here. I really hope. I think his name's Putt-Putt, but that's besides the point. Uh, raid on the Control Room by Unsorted Guy. Reclaimed by Larger Fiend. Sandbox Raid by Harry McClary. Uh, Sleepner by Mags Dies and Certified Champ. Solstice Vista by Minister Muffin. Stand Clear by Julian Oz1224. Swamp Fever by Certified Champ. And Traverse by Unsorted Guy. Special thanks. First, we'd like to thank the original creator, a husky old guy, for making this mode back in the day on Halo 3. Without his want for mayhem, we wouldn't... Hey, there it is. <laughs> we wouldn't be here today making an entire playlist for it. In fact, if you want to know how the full backstory of the mode and its name, he broke down the entire husky red timeline from Halo 3 to Halo 5 on the Halo subreddit. Second... We'd like to thank Forge Hub for hosting a Husky Raid Forge contest, which inspired tons of creative minds to build many of the maps that we have now made that have now made their way into the playlist. To read up on their Forge contest and see the winners, head over to theforgehub.com. Additionally, these maps would not be ready for the Wild West, this is uh, that is matchmaking, without the help of numerous Forgers, Scripters, and Husky Raid fans. To recognize their contributions, we wanted we also wanted to give them a shout out here. Murloc, Joe Subby, Zombie Dyer, Wookie Cookies. That's a great name. Infinite, Immortal, Dark Death, Commander Colson, Yeti for Hire, Warholic, Sergeant Slaphead, Sloth, Aqua, XC986, and Bob is here. If you'd like to provide feedback on the playlist itself after you've got a few games in, feel free to let us know in the matchmaking feedback and discussion forum found on Waypoint. Now it's time to go enjoy some Husky Raid Mayhem. Hey, there's the word again, Will. I'll see you online. What do you think? What are your thoughts on Husky Raid? Okay. I mean, now that we've both played it. Yeah. Um, it is just craziness with yeah, all the different bonkers. weapons. Yeah. And it basically comes down to who gets the best weapon spawn. Um, I was in a... I, I jumped into it a little bit earlier today because I just wanted to give it another chance. Sure. And um, 
we were like dominating the whole game. But in the last couple minutes, they spawned with just the right weapons, snipers in the back. They had a, um, which, you know, loud, they, they took us out because, you know, like I said, they're long maps. Yep. So they were able to take us out and that allowed their, their guys with grav hams and swords to push up. And then all of a sudden it was, you couldn't get out of spawn because they had a guy running around with a sword back there. Especially if uh, someone got Prophet's Bane and they're just camping in the back of your thing while while their teammate runs the flag, there's nothing right. you can do. You get you get stuck, and it came down to just them spawning with the right weapon. Um, the maps. The funny thing is, they added all these maps. I've I've only played probably three of them. Like that, just keep popping up in the rotation. I'm not getting an even spacing of maps. Okay. So. I guess maybe some different maps would provide some different variety, but I've I've only played a few of the same ones. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll jump back in and see it. Um, I always wondered when... with The playlists that have the star next to them, are those... They're featured. They're featured, but does featured mean bonus XP or anything? I think it might, actually. Because I was... It seemed like without boost, I was getting a little bit more, but not much. Yeah. I feel like it is... I feel like it is a little bit more. Like maybe a 1.5. Could be. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say the same thing I said when I when I played it. Um I completely understand the original idea of the mode and I respect the original idea of the mode. What I would really prefer like I think the maps look awesome. Yeah. The one thing I don't care for is the random weapons. If you made it, you know what? I I don't even like the pistol that much in Halo 5. Everybody knows that. But if you just included standard weapons on there and everybody started the same and you made that like a competitive mode, that'd be fucking awesome. You know, it's basically breakout. I mean, that's what it was. Right, but it's but this is with full shields and you don't and you keep respawning. Right. But yes, the maps are very like the maps are smaller. It's one corridor or bridge or alleyway whatever they said. But I'm telling you, man, I would I like I'd probably play the shit out of that. It it's all, it would all come down to gun skill at that point and coordination, you know, now, like you said, it all just depends on the spawn, the weapon that you get. And since they include rec weapons in here. Oh yeah. The, like the black hole weapons and whatnot, just like yeah. if someone gets that in your base, you're done. If somebody has a Norn Fang, goodbye. Yeah. Like that's if may, I what guess if, a happy compromise would be if it was just standard Fiesta, like it was originally made. Sure. In Halo 3, right? Yeah. You just have your standard, like, every weapon, but they're they're not beefed up in any way or shape or form. But, sure. Are I'd the, give that a shot. So, the... The, the rec variants... Yeah. Those are Halo 5 specific, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. I guess that maybe that's a topic that we can talk about, but how do people feel about Halo 5 introducing all these variants of weapons? Well, it's because of Warzone, but yeah, well, we can talk about that more in yeah. depth for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not kidding. I would, I would probably play that mode a lot more uh, if it was just standard weapon set. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, because I think those maps are fantastic. I like the idea of the mode a lot. I do. Um, yeah, those Halo 5 wrecks are just killing me. Um, okay, next news story. The MCC development update for June 2019 by Postums. There is a lot here. Will's rolling his eyes in the back of his head because there is a lot here. It's huge. But uh, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to condense this down to the best that I can. Um, so first and foremost, the one of the big things from this article, and people have been wondering about this, and it's official: legacy maps and game types file share migration. Okay. So, 
this is a Q&A that took place. Here we go. Many online, game, many online have been asking the question, are we ever going to be able to play our forged maps that we made in previous Halos? The answer to that question is yes. In the future, we'll be doing a one-time copy of both the maps and game types that you have uploaded to your file share so that we can begin preparation for them uh, for future implementation on MCC. This copy will occur for every Xbox Live account with maps and modes on its file share. Content saved locally will not be transferred. So what is happening? This is a one-time service for bringing maps and game types from your from your profile's original Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4 Xbox 360 file share to the MCC file share on Xbox One and PC. If you have maps and game type files not on your profile's file share, they will not be migrated. Only content on your file shares in the original releases for Halo 3, Halo 4, and Halo Reach from the Xbox 360 will be brought to MCC. These maps and game types will work on both the Xbox One and PC versions of MCC. When is this happening? Due to the complex nature of this process, we will only be able to do a single on uh, a single one-time migration for each file type. So we've separated this into two separate days. One day for maps, and one day for game types. Okay? So, put the shit in your file share, get it transferred over. That's that. There's no definitive date that is set yet, but as soon as that date is set, we'll talk about it on the show. So what are you going to have to do? Load up the game on your 360 or in your Xbox One via backwards compatibility. Make sure that the local files that you have are on your file share. And while they don't have a date yet, just make sure it's on there and then it'll be brought over. Um, let's see. When will I have access to my maps and game types in MCC? Since transferring them takes a while, the intention is that they will become available when Halo Reach releases on both platforms, with Halo 3 and Halo 4 content on PC becoming available once those titles are released. As we get closer and have a better idea of when it should land, we will share an exact date. And then, how will you get the maps? They're, they're going to be on your file share. Easy peasy. But what about screenshots, films, and film clips? After extensively exploring copying screenshots and videos, we were unable to find a workable solution to copy and migrate them to the new system. So unfortunately, screenshots, film clips, and films will not be transferred to MCC during this process. On the plus side, we are still investigating a way to bring screenshots to Halo Waypoint and make them viewable and downloadable. Okay. So yeah, as soon as more information comes... Just stay tuned for that. We'll talk about it on the show. Okay. So then there was an interview with Michael Farney, who's the lead producer on MCC on PC. Okay. One of the big things that was talked about is something that's actually not going to be at launch when MCC comes to PC. So here's that part. As some of you may have heard from conversations we have had on social media, Forge and Theater will not be available at launch on PC when Halo Reach comes out. It is currently planned to come post-launch as bringing both features to PC is extremely complex and time-consuming. Below, Michael and I talked through many questions on why this decision was made, what ideas the team has about bringing these features to PC, and why the wait is necessary. To those who will be playing Halo Reach on console, both Forge and Theater will be available day one on Xbox One. The launch of these two features for Reach will be only delayed on the PC version as the team works towards the best solutions for the platform. Let's kick these questions off. 
So, I want to spend some time today to follow up on questions regarding Forge and Theater and the fact that they will not be available on PC at launch. From a high level, what are the concerns the team has had about trying to launch Halo Reach on PC with Forge and Theater? What were the key reasons behind deciding to bring them both to PC post-launch? The answer, we need to properly give both features enough time so they are tr a true PC-first experience. When you look specifically at Forge and what it truly is, it is a 3D editing tool that was built completely for console. In some cases, it's built to have mouse and keyboard support, and in some it's not. And that's one of our biggest challenges right now with, with the feature. We're investigating what the best solution is for Forge and Theater on PC. We know that to create a true PC-first experience for both where it's uh, full mouse and keyboard support is an undetermined amount of work at this point. And we haven't done a deep enough dive to determine how much work it truly is due to the priority of getting the main game up and ready. What we suspect is it's a very lengthy amount of time. So with that in mind, we have to go and figure out what we think is going to be the best experience for PC players that also gets it into PC players' hands as soon as possible so that we can empower the community to create the content they want to. Our primary focus right now is the main game and getting it done. Forge and Theater are going to be something we transition to post-launch, working with Ruffian and Splash Damage for PC. So will it, have any, will it have any impact on console? No. On Xbox One, when Reach releases, it's all going to be there. You don't have to worry about it. Um... They talk about how they're working on making improvements to Forge for PC. Makes sense. And then here's another question. So I know uh, you said you can't really answer details until you guys get in and scope out the work, but I'm still going to ask. One of the biggest requested features for theater is the ability to save films locally by content creators. Is saving clips something the team has talked about and is planning to work on? We have talked about it, but we are not willing to commit to it right now as we haven't scoped out the full body of work around theater just quite yet. It is on the list to investigate because we do recognize the specific need of content creators to, ac to access that and use films. Probably for montages and uh, machinima and whatnot. But yeah, that's the majority of the Q&A. Check out the rest of it in the article as well. So what about MCC PC at Halo Outpost Discovery? Because that's going to be there as well. Well... One of the more relevant offerings for readers of this blog is Halo Reach on PC. There will be PC stations at each event on some top-tier hardware for you to enjoy the latest Halo Reach Insider build in all of its glory with a mouse and keyboard. Okay, I want to say something about this because it was semi-vague, alright? Currently, the first wave of Insiders for Halo Reach on PC is out. Okay, they have it in their they have it in their hands. They have it downloaded via Steam. They are currently playing it. All right, it was a very very small set, like a small subset of people. Okay, it was uh, streamers, content creators, some grassroots members, so on and so forth. Right. Um, it says in there the latest insider builds. Therefore, I imagine we get another one because we're going to talk about it very soon here. Um. And we're probably not just playing the tip of the spear mission by the time that comes to outpost in August. At least I don't think we will be. But as our tagline is, we'll just have to wait and see. But either way, we're going to be playing some Halo Reach on PC at outpost. I wonder if they'll let you plug in a controller. You could ask them. Just because, like, I, I mean, I'd love to try it on mouse and keyboard. Sure. But, I mean, some people just... Aren't, that's not their thing. I mean, I mean, yeah, you you game on PC with a controller yes, all the time. Yes, I do. Yep, for the so. majority of the games. Absolutely, I'll probably play Infinite with a controller. So, 
We'll just have to wait and see. Um, okay, the next big thing about this article, and this is one that I did want to spend some time on, because this is actually pretty cool. Um, the progression system update for MCC. Okay? So, Will, I'm sorry, but I am going to read through, I believe, right. most of this. Go for it. Okay. This is actually really, really cool. In last month's development update for MCC, we talked at high level about the Reach-inspired progression system that is being developed for all titles in MCC. After reading what people were talking about, there seemed to be a handful of common questions and misconceptions about how, how unlocks, progression through the system, and access to the content will work. As a follow-up, I was able to talk with Max Slagor, MCC Design Director, a little bit about some of the common questions and concerns that have been popped up. So Postums asks, Hey Max, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and do a follow-up on questions that the community is around the new progression system. They are excited, curious, and want to know so much more about it. Max states, You are quite welcome, and I'm happy to answer these and help the community understand better what our intentions are with this new system and how we aim to improve the experience for not only Reach, but all games in MCC. Well, for starters, one of the things that community has been talking about is the new seasons. Can you clarify what a season is, and when one ends, what happens to the content and unlocks around it? This is something I saw. I also saw online that has been talked about. Our intent has, and always will be, that when a season is over, content doesn't disappear. You will not lose access to the ability to earn content from a season or the ability to use previously unlocked content. A core design philosophy we have is to give more options to players, and when it comes to earning things, we will not take this away from you. When a season ends, nothing will be taken away in terms of unlocks. If a new season starts that has a new theme, such as the release of the new title for MCC, it will be an additive and include new unlocks to work towards. For you, this means that if you haven't finished unlocking all content for the first Halo Reach season and the Halo CE season has started, you now can choose to continue working on unlocking content in Halo Reach or use your season points toward the unlocks from the new CE season. All content and unlocks are yours forever once they have been earned. If anything, we will look at uh, we will look at new and fun ways to add content for you to work towards. So there, that's fucking cool thing number one. So taking the like the battle pass mentality, right, of having those seasons and whatnot, but making it so a you don't have to purchase anything, and b. You're not missing out on anything previously. You can always work towards that old stuff. That's fucking awesome. You talk a little bit about season points. What are the currencies that will be available to players when the within the progression system, and how will they able to how will they be able to earn them, and what will they be used on? At season launch, players will earn season points by leveling up your global rank through completing activities in the game that are played on dedicated servers. This will be for multiplayer and matchmaking and online firefight. Later on, challenges will become available and also earn uh, and will also reward season points on completion. When you earn season points, you'll be able to spend them on Halo Reach armors, armor effects, and firefight voices in addition to profile items like nameplates in the first season. Future seasons will offer profile items and possibly some other unlockables. So what exactly is a season made up of? A season includes a unique theme, new playlists and featured modes, and a series of new unlockables. When a new season begins, players can earn unlockables from any previous season by purchasing the unlocks in order after they level up. Playlists and modes will rotate each season, though popular game type experiences can rotate back in during future seasons. So how will you earn the XP to rank up and earn additional season points? 
as well, what changes have been made to improve how much time it takes to earn the XP. XP will be granted at the end of each completed game that is played on dedicated servers. This will include PvP multiplayer matchmade games and firefight matchmaking. XP will be awarded based on the length of the match and medals earned, but the medals earned will account for most of the XP. Medals will award XP in two primary categories, performance and teamwork. Performance medals include things such as kill streaks, style kills, and objective medals like flag captures. Teamwork medals are awarded for in-game actions like assists, protecting another player, or contributing to a score and objective game types. XP will be capped for all the categories, time, performance, and teamwork per match. So what are the different ranks being used in the game? There will be a global rank and a matchmaking per playlist rank that players can level up. As players complete matches and earn medals, they will earn XP and eventually reach a new level for their global rank, with each level having a unique name and icon. Per playlist ranks will be the same as they are in MCC currently, but will be reset at the beginning of each new season or if a playlist is added in. The global rank will also roll over for players who have reached the final level and allow you to continue climbing, uh, climbing through them to earn more points towards seasonal unlocks. Once you have climbed to the top, currently around 30 levels, an additional unique rank will appear as you continue to advance through all available levels. This rolling global rank is entirely separate from each matchmaking playlist rank, and levels will not be reset each season. So, the first season will be coming online when Halo reaches added MCC. How was the path to completion built for Season 1? Um, Season 1's path to unlock all content in the system itself was influenced by the progression system used in Reach. The unlock path for Season 1 in Halo Reach is based off the cost and levels requirements from the original Halo Reach credit system. As well, we have streamlined the systems so that to unlock all the content in Halo Reach for Season 1 should generally take less than uh, less time than it did back on the 360. That's good because it took quite a while on the 360. So what is the goal of time you're aiming at for players needing to unlock everything in Halo Reach then? The goal is for players who play a few hours several days a week to be able to unlock all seasonal items. We are estimating it will take about 75 to 100 hours per season to unlock all the items for the season. That said, the season unlocks do not disappear after the season ends, and we may add additional ways to earn seasonal points in later seasons. So yeah, then they go on to talk about how you can still continually unlock things from previous seasons. Um, and then will additional seasons for games and MCC come with additional content later? In future seasons, we're looking, to, uh, we're looking into ways to expand the pool of customization items in each game. At minimum, we would like to include new profile items such as nameplates, but we think it would be even cooler if we could add new skins, armor or visor colors, or armors into the other games. So there you go. Little Q&A for you. There's a little bit more information there. Check out the article. All right. Now, flighting. MCC flighting. Like I said, it's currently in the hands of a select few people right now. Here's a little bit of information on it. The past, the present, and the future of flighting. For the past. Last year, ahead of our first big update to MCC, we conducted many flights on the Xbox One. Since then, we've had a few partners who've been, able, uh, who've been helping us to verify our pipelines and build delivery process on the Xbox. Although we were able to get them out to these groups and gather initial feedback, we were not ready to go into public tests. Since those initial flights, we identified many areas in the pipeline and game that needed to be improved before we could flight to Halo Insiders. 
This included build security, content structure, stability, and feature-related work items that were a must in order to make the PC game feel like a PC game. The short story of it is we thought we were ready in April, but we weren't. We had what in the industry is called found work, which equated to us needing to do more than anticipated and prep for flighting. But here we are now. The present. The teams involved in, in development for MCC and PC and Halo Reach and MCC have made a tremendous amount of progress. As Sketch talked about in the E3 recap section, we sent a build down to E3 for, pay, uh, for people to get some hands-on time with it. This demo scope was the content we wanted to have in our initial flight. So this weekend, the 28th to July 1st, we are flighting a limited build of Halo Reach on PC. The goals of this flight are validating our delivery pipelines to a larger audience, beta test the all-new Halo support site, and receive feedback on areas we need to improve as we move forward with the project. The Halo insiders who were selected to participate were those with varying ranges of hardware and are using the Windows 10 operating system. Not everyone has been invited to participate, but over time, the groups will grow in size as we uh, flight various areas of the game. We, we see the excitement and eagerness from the community to participate in these flights, and we hear you. Just know that we are going to continue to invite more over time and get as many people in and providing feedback as possible, but it's going to take some time, so please hang in there. Thank you to Reclaimers, Friends, Flighting Participants, and Halo Insiders. Um, there's some thank yous in there. Check them out. So for the future. After this flight wraps up, we will evaluate and prioritize the feedback we plan to act on. Once that is done and we have completed our feature work that is required for our next flight, we will expand the invite list and move on to Public Flight 2 in the future. As we move through our internal milestones on approach to the second flight, we will share the time frame around it going live. Our next planned flight is dependent on a few key features being finalized and their systems reaching full functionality to support them. But know this, our goal is to flight large features and game modes as they come online through various key points in development. This requires, up to this requires us to develop them and then work both internally and with our partners to verify them. Once we all agree we are in a good place and it feels good, the next public flight will happen. As stated many times before, it's ready when it's ready. This includes Xbox One flights in the future. So stay tuned for more details throughout July as we continue the journey of bringing MCC to PC and reach to MCC. And finally, the community Q&A. So, there are a lot of people that were interested in Halo Combat Evolved. Silos, I know, being one of them. So, here is a little bit of information regarding Halo CE and MCC. With Halo Combat Evolved coming after Halo Reach, a lot of people have been asking about our planned improvements to HCE in order to bring it more in parity to the original Xbox version. Essentially, what we are planning to... What we are planning to rework to be more aligned with the legacy than the original uh, Gearbox port to PC that is used in MCC. So Michael Farney states, We are not targeting it for the launch on PC, but we are continuing to investigate what we can do to bring CE back to the parody of the original Xbox version. But what I can say is, we have dug up some original Xbox dev kits that we are looking into utilizing. Also, we do, well, I don't want to publish this right now, but we also have Oni Redacted, working on Oni Redacted. So when we're ready to announce that, we will, but I don't want to put that in this blog. Whatever the fuck that could mean. So the next question. 
Will MCC be an always online game? Will I be required to have an internet connection to log in and play specifically on Steam? Specifically to Steam? No. You will need to be able to be signed into Xbox Live. As long as you can pop online from time to time to recache your login, you should be okay. Are we going to get the GRD helmet in game? We're currently investigating it, but cannot commit uh, to it being in the game at this time. Okay. What does mod support look like on PC? What thoughts have we had on this, and what do we think it will look like, and will we have it on PC? Everyone on our teams will all want mod support. The ultimate goal is to enable content creators and empower the community to continue MCC as much as we possibly can. But, our primary goal remains to get all these titles up and running on PC first, so modding does take a backseat to that initially. It is in our pipeline to investigate modding. We are continuing to try and figure out ways to work with people who are active in the Halo modding community. So, the next question pertains to, with MCC coming to PC, people on console want to know if some of those features that are coming to the PC version are going to make their way to the console version as well. So, these are all things that are definitely on our radar to investigate after we ensure it's working on PC and PC is out. We can understand the need, and especially with large TVs, higher refresh rates on consoles now, and just in general more powerful hardware, it makes sense for us to look into these. Our goal is always to make the features work first, then explore other options for them. What a lot of people don't fully realize, which we have talked briefly with the community about on Reddit and other media sources is, what we are doing with these games is just intrinsically difficult. In most cases, they weren't designed to do what we're trying to do with them. A lot of times we're open a door, and it just doesn't work. When that happens, we have to take a couple steps back, or we fall into a hole and have to dig ourselves out. This is one of the reasons why we have a it's ready when it's ready mentality. Before I move on, let me just say I love that response. Just say it exactly how it is. Shit's fucking hard, man. Yeah. They're working their asses off for it. Our goal is to ensure we put our best foot forward across the board on all the stuff we're doing when it comes to PC UI, to getting the games in parity, to the higher refresh rates, the FOV changes, and all the features we are working on. The reality is, is that we're not, they're not just easy tasks to make work. On top of the feature work, we also have co-development between our internal development team, between Ruffian, and also between Splash Damage while maintaining our regular updates to MCC on Xbox One. It's a lot of work. A lot of complications. And it's a fun challenge from, uh, from the production standpoint to figure out what that roadmap is and all the dependencies to ensure all of our do uh, ducks are in a row. We're just a little busy. What will crossplay look like at launch? Crossplay on PC from Windows Store and Steam will be, some uh, will be something we are aiming to have fully functional at launch for each title. Crossplay between console and PC is something we will be investigating after launch. Will there be Linux support? No. Will we flight firefight? Yes. When will Halo reach an MCC and MCC on PC be released? When it's ready. There you go. There's more information in that article. I highly recommend everybody go ahead and take a look. Those were just, I tried to get the main points in there. And yes, I'm sorry. That was a lot. But it's okay. We're almost done with news. Because now we got some competitive news. And there's some good things in here. First and foremost... HDS Grassroots Applications are reopening on July 1st. This is by HDS on Twitter, and I quote, Heads up, aspiring HDS Grassroots partners. 
The window to submit applications to join HCS Grassroots as a partnered content creator will reopen from July 1st to July 31st. Check it out. Speaking of the HCS Grassroots, speaking of Halo Combat Evolved, speaking of Silos, the Beachland is officially an HCS Grassroots partner. This is by HCS on Twitter, and I quote, We're excited to announce the newest HCS Grassroots Community Tournament Organizer, The Beachland. This annual LAN event has fostered Halo CE competition for years, and we're glad to support the next one on August 10th through the 17th. You know, this isn't a direct comparison, but hear me out. Uh, GDQ events, game done, Games Done Quick events. Those are week-long events. Okay? The Beachland. It's a week-long Halo CE LAN event. Gaming with your buds. Having a great time. Eating food. Talking. Playing some fucking Halo. What could be better than that, man? Oh, it's a week-long event of literally just hanging out in halo like hanging out yeah. in halo what what could be better there, there's nothing better man I, we uh, so if i can make it to one oh my right, god right that's the thing is that while i'm not the the biggest fan of halo one like i i love what it did for the franchise and whatnot um and i have me- i have fond memories of it but to go to one of those events oh that's got to be just something else yeah i'd be excited just to be there yes absolutely um yeah, congratulations, Beachland. Very much deserved. Happy to see it. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to watch the Beachland. Um, uh, this episode will release on July 2nd, so I'm going to say next month. There we go. Yeah. And the final piece of news, the biggest announcement. My voice just cracked. The biggest announcement of the week. William Boyer. <laughs> Using my full name. What's going on here? Actually, I don't even think... Do I know your middle name? I don't know. Do you? I don't think I do. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, okay. Excuse me. Um, UGC has announced the Halo Classic Atlantic City. This is by UGC over on UGCEvents.gg. And I quote, In partnership with HGS Grassroots, Ultimate Gaming Championship is proud to bring Halo Classic to the East Coast this September. Halo Classic will feature a Halo 3 double elimination bracket to be played on Master Chief Collection. Back in January, we made history by putting together the largest classic Halo LAN in almost a decade. Now, we're ready to do it again. From the snow-blanketed streets of St. Louis to the warm, sunny beaches of Atlantic City, we're delighted to bring you the Halo Classic to, uh, is that Bailey's? Bally's? Bally's? What is that? I think it's Bally's. Bally's? Atlantic City Hotel and Casino through the weekend of September 6th. Earlier this year, the super team of Tox raised the prestigious Halo Classic 4v4 trophy above their heads after Denial's thrilling run through the lower bracket. Almost six months later, in partnership with Halo Championship Series and Caesars Palace, will furnish yet another competitive background for old-school Halo competitors and newcomers alike to skirmish through the most distinguished tournament in modern Halo. Prize pool? $50,000. It's a double elimination bracket, and it's going to be streamed over at twitch.tv slash UGC, 
and Mixer.com slash UGC events. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes from the last one. There was a lot of audio issues, I remember. A lot of stream issues. A lot of stream issues, so... I don't think that um, Delta stream went live. Maybe it went live once. Well, let's just hope they got things together, and I don't think there would be any reason they shouldn't now. No, I think they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine, and I think this event's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to cover it. I want to know what are the qualifiers for seeding at this point. Yep, because they haven't announced anything yet. There's no online stuff going on right now. Haven't announced anything yet. So we'll hmm. just have to wait and see. Bop, bop, bop. I mean, it could be a lot better if they would, uh, you know, give us that information, but it could be a lot worse. If they if, never give us the information. Or there just there's wasn't just a no, tournament. Yeah, there's no qualifiers. Um, So there we go. There was, what was I going to say? Oh, early bird tickets are available right now. Go yeah. ahead and check out the link. Um, they're only going to go up in price as time goes on. So if you want the early bird ticket price right now, go ahead and do so. And, um, coach is included within the team pass, if I'm not mistaken. So they're not doing the dream hack bullshit. Nice. So good on you, UGC. Um, yeah, go ahead and check that out. I think it's going to be great. And people have been clamoring for an East coast event like this. That's what I've heard. It's finally happening. Everything's been kind of West Coast and Southern So let me lately, just say right? this. Yes, basically. It seems like it, when Moses put out the map mm-hmm. of where all the events have been, it looks like it's just been like a kind of like a crescent moon shape around the West Coast in the Southern yeah. region, right? Like the East Coast has barely been touched. Um, you know what I think would be really cool? A Minnesotan like, well, fucking that, tournament? But like Las Vegas. Halo 3, 4v4, Battle in the Desert, like something like that. Because they don't, I mean, it's all, they could definitely do it. That sounds like fucking awesome. Like It sounds really, really (laughs) fucking cool. Oh my God. That'd be pretty sick. Yes. That's the way it should be. Wait, the Raiders are still getting a stadium in Vegas, right? I don't know. Is it the Raiders that are moving? Yeah, Oakland. Yeah, they're not going to be in Oakland anymore, I thought. I thought it was the Raiders, right? Yeah, I have it at that stadium. Fuck yeah, it. sure. Yeah, go big or go home. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, um, there was one other thing I was going to say. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. People have been clamoring for this event. I swear to God. Okay. I have a newborn. I can't make it. But. Yes, I'm going to use that excuse. You're welcome. I'm going to say this. If I don't see every fucking seat packed. When I'm watching it on stream. Don't be saying that you want these events if you're not going to show up. Okay. Because everything I've been seeing online is, oh my God, it lives so close. Or, oh my God, I've been wanting this for so long. Okay. That's awesome. I'm glad you want it. I'm glad you're excited. Show up. Purchase spectator passes. Purchase a team pass. Show up. Be there. I want to see those seats filled, man. People have their reservations about Halo 3 still being competitive right now. People have their reservations about Halo 5 still having competitive aspects as well. I don't give a shit. If you like Halo, if you like watching this competition, be there. Be there. Again, I won't be able to, which is very unfortunate because I think it'd be fucking awesome. But you best believe I'm going to be watching it. The whole thing. You best believe we're going to be talking about it on Discord. Join the Discord if you haven't already. Yay. Like I just swung that in there. Very nice. That was good. 
But no, seriously, I really want to see those seats packed, man. I said Pac-Man. Moving on. Will, that does it for the news. Which means it's time for some upcoming tournaments of the week. We have a few for you. First and foremost, the SWAT Nation SWAT Dependence 4v4. That's right. We're holding our first ever and never before, before seen in Halo 5 SWAT Objective. This tourney is in celebration of Canada Day and Independence Day. Swat your way into the enemy base and defend the objective. We got a mix of objective game modes including Oddball, Strongholds, CTF, and Assault. Teams will compete for their piece of a $500 prize pool. Additional contributions to increase the prize pool are more than welcome. It's a 4v4 swat with objective. Game type can be found in the Twitch Naptimes bookmarks. Game types are subject to change after playtesting, but currently they include... Um... The maps are Coliseum, Truth, Plaza, Reagan, Tyrant. The... Oh, those are just SWAT Dependence maps. The SWAT Dependence Oddball maps are Eden, Rig, Truth, Empire, and Plaza. The CTF maps are uh, CTF Pit, CTF Truth, Refuge, Empire, Regret, and Coliseum. And again, they're in uh, the Twitch Nap Times bookmarks and file share. You can go ahead and check those out. The tournament will take place on Swatterday, July 6th, 2019 at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Registration deadline is Tuesday, July 2nd, so the day this posts. Fuck, you're probably not going to be able to register then. Um, actually, fuck that. You will be able to July 2nd, 2019 at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you're listening to this show in the morning, register if you can do it up. You know what? Before I continue this, let me just say this. I am loving, loving the amount of tournaments that SWAT nation is putting on. It's constant and consistent. They're consistent. They're varied. Like they're all a little bit different and wacky and cool fucking ways. And a lot of people turn out every single time. Like, this this is the way it should be happening. This is fantastic. SWAT Nation, you guys are doing it right. Keep it up. The rules for this and all our SWAT Nation tournaments can be found in the rules page. By signing up, you acknowledge that you've read and agreed to the rules. Additional rules for this tourney, there's no substitutions allowed. No subs allowed. You can register at the bottom of the page. Enter your four team members along with your team name. Uh, we'll include the link to the article. You can go ahead and register at the bottom of that page, not ours. The next tournament that's going to be taking place is the Europa Halo Free For All Frenzy number one. Europa Halo, we love you as well. Go ahead and check out the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Get in on that FFA action. I believe that's taking place on Saturday as well. And then finally, we have the female Pro League Halo 544. They're back, Will. And better than ever. Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to talk about it next week. It's going to be a good time. Register if you can at the link in the Google Doc or the show notes of the show. Will, that's all the upcoming tournaments that are coming up this weekend. But what happened this last week in tournaments and leagues? All right, here we go. We'll start off with the AGLA, American Griffball League of America weekly match results. We had Hypus take on on the fence. Series went 5-0 to Hypus. Our game went 5-0 to Hypist. Uh, they played again, Hypist versus On the Fence, 5-3 to Hypist. We then had Defiance take on Silva's Connection. The first game went 5-2, and the second game went 5-4, both to Defiance. Then we had In Mungo We Trust versus Ninth Wonders. They played twice. First game went 5-0 to In Mungo, and second game went 5-3 to In Mungo. 
Let's go through the AGLA current standings. In first place, still the Monstars, 11 and 1. Right behind them, Defiance at 9 and 4. Hypist is 12 and 6. And Mungo We Trust, 10 and 6. Failure to Launch, 8 and 6. Mediocre at Best, 9 and 8. Silvis Connection, 8 and 7. Ninth Wonders, 9 and 10. Junkyard Dogs, 4 and 10. Truthless and the Truthless Sets, 3 and 11. On the Fence is 1 and 15. So Monstar's just crushing it. Only lost one game so far. They're too good, man. All right, moving on to SWAT Nation. Hot and Poundy's Rampage results. This was the Ground Pound tournament. It was. It was the Ground Pound tournament. Ground Pound, just Ground Pound? Was there Spartan Charge as well? I believe you only got points for Ground Pounds. Ground Pounds, okay. So let's run it back. Seventh through eighth. We have Sister Christian, which included YSN Buzz. Is it? Chady and Biz. And then Team Learning to Fly was Radium, Straight Crazy Pro, Crazy Pro, sorry, and a Supersonic. Fifth through sixth, we had That Smell. This included Smokey a Dig, Simeon Samurai, and Elegance. It's Elegance with a B. Elegance. Next, we had Team Jump. This was Duck Emoji and Maruli Mopo. B2, if you're wondering. Uh, in fourth place, we had Team The Joker. This is Oceano 117, Llama Lotion, and Pixel Pete. In third, we had T- Summer Nights. This is Kakashi, It's Prometheum, and Chunk Deduce. Mm. In second place, we had Foolin. This is NWK, Caboose, and A Savage Cat. I miss a strange cat. In first Pretty place, back. In first place, we had Cheap Sunglasses. This was Apollo 9, Naf Burger, and Tyrant. VOD and bracket will be clu- included in the Google Doc of the show notes area. Check it out. Um, next up, we had Nage Street's FFA Frenzy results. In eighth place was Fireboy. Seventh, Crystal Rails. Sixth was Legend. Fifth, Mista. Fourth, Exterios. Third, Sticky. Took home five euros. Second was Lundy, 15 euros. And in first place, Legends with a Z. 30 euros. Nice job. Next up, we had the Philly Esports Summer Slayer Halo 3 2v2 results. 9th through 12th, we had Swift Mission, JJ's, Chaos is Nice, and you gotta jump off with it, man. 7th through 8th, Very Rare and Hype Beast. 5th through 6th, Eastside Deegans, and Believe the Hype. 4th was Mind Games. 3rd was FXBG Sense of Being. This did include Riot Shock and Release to Kraken. Second was Guardians Gaming, Queen, and ABCD Employee. And first was Darkest Hour. This went to Display and Scarvane. Very nice. I don't think Clutch is ever, and I mean ever, going to live down that you got to jump off with it, man. It's it's like part of just the community now. It's, it's like every tournament there's a team with that name. Yeah. He's never going to live that down. It'll go down in infamy. Oh, man. I'm so like, hey, it's good to be remembered for something, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, next we had the last Halo 3 2v2 results. 7th through 8th, we had Master Grief, which included Huge Ackman and PhD Mayhem. Get it? Huge Jackman? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Huge Ackman? I love that. Next, <laughs> it also included Dragon Wolf, Wolf King Gilly, and Toothless Dragon. 5th through 6th was NHP, Imperial Door, and Das Heimlich, and Proper 12, which was Reaper and Tornado. 
In fourth was Kingdom Come. This was Spectre and uh, Disciple. In third was SH, Zenith, and Expect Injury. Second place was Midwest Esports, Viva La Carnage, and Pauro. And first was Brownwall, in reality, in article. And that's all we got for the tournaments of last week. Very nice, Will. I'm going to go watch that VOD of the hot and poundy. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a really good time. I'm I'm I wondering hate pounds. <laughs> I'm wondering what they did to get height and map advantage. And yeah. because once you ground pound, you lose your height advantage and you have to escape and find it again. It's true. So, I'm curious. I, re- I really need to check it out. I also want to know who came up with that idea for that tournament. Like a SWAT ground pound only tournament. Anybody could have done it, but Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's cool that, that it was is SWAT so nation. awesome. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the topic of the show, Will? Yeah, let's go. So the topic of this week's show is all about the Halo Weapon Sandbox, how we feel about it now, where we want to see it go, so on and so forth. So I guess we could talk a little bit. This wouldn't be the full-blown thing, but we could talk a little bit about those Warzone wrecks too, because that's technically part of the Halo Weapon Sandbox right now. So on Twitter, Shane Glass states, I love it, but they need to take sand suggestion and weapon spawn timers, and they need to defer to the pro team on weapon balancing so we can see more weapons in competitive play. I agree. Tazman states, or replies, and even if they do, they'll still only use two. I feel like it'd be a waste and take away from the fun of the other 99% of the population. I think what he means, like, they'll only use two weapons in competitive. Um, I mean, hey, if it, as long as one of them's not the pistol, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Memorize states, Bring back the Halo 2 BR and the Halo 3 Sniper and the Reach DMR. Just wants facets from all the games. What about... What about Halo 4? Ooh, what's coming from... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Also, fuck you all. For, for You know exactly what I'm talking about, Will. You know exactly. You're one of the instigators of this bullshit. <sighs> so, okay. Who's the one that put the picture of the t-shirt up oh i don't remember who it was okay so someone on twitter put a picture of a halo 4 fucking t-shirt and said hey whoever's like the biggest halo 4 fan let me know i want you to have this and it's the t-shirt right so first and foremost i get mentioned from palshi so palshi mentions me first and i'm like hardy har fucking har like I, i think the game's fine i like the multiplayer whatever and I actually have a better appreciation for it now that we played it together, like semi-recently. Okay. The campaign, yes. Yeah. Well, I still like the multiplayer, but besides the point. So that happened. Okay. Then you mentioned me in the same fucking tweet. And I'm like, oh my God, is this not going to fucking end? And then Beth, high tech redneck states, I was just about to do the same thing. And I'm like, no, what? Why? Everybody's going to think that like I love that game i don't love that game i think the game's fine i respect it i like the multiplayer in a casual sense i don't think that game's competitive in the fucking slightest oh good lord you gotta have some fun oh i just thought it was hilarious when paul she mentioned me i'm like son of a bitch like come on and then when you did i'm like come on I wish more people would have caught on and done it. I mean, hey, anybody can go on. Anybody that listens to the show right now can go on Twitter, find that tweet that I was mentioned and keep doing it. So this variable might not. Don't. Will. You know what to do. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Duquesne states, needs more mongooses in HCS. Tasman replied, I can't argue with this. Who wouldn't want to see an HCS splatter spree? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, Martin's... Wait, what, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? <laughs> just, I can just imagine, oh, here comes Frosty with the freaking Mongoose to Red Base. Oh my god, dude. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, Martin states, I would love to see the BR be as good as it was pre-nerf, especially in BTB. 100% agree with you, Martin. I think the nerfs that they've done to the BR have been a nightmare. Um, Oliver Webb states, The HCS settings now are the best competitive settings for Halo 5. Hopefully, Infinite follows with a mix of Spartan abilities to suit the Halo 3 players and Halo 5s. Um, Oliver, I like where your head's at. Wish you would have elaborated a little bit further because I like where you were going. Um, yeah, I think we've talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, we don't want ground pound. We don't want Spartan charge, but we'd be fine with sprint and we'd be fine with clamber as long as it worked. Um, so some of the Spartan abilities cut some, keep some. And we we like the faster feeling game, like the faster feeling gameplay. Because yes, there are videos out there showing like Halo 5 sprint versus Halo 2's normal movement on truth versus midship. And the the thing I'm going to say is this. Take that video for face value. Okay? The maps are not one... Truth is not a one-to-one recreation of, of midship. It's not. Don't think it is. Because I can guarantee you it is not a one-to-one remake. It's not. Therefore, maps are made with gameplay decisions in mind. Okay? We've talked about it plenty of times on the show in the past. Truth was made with the gameplay mechanics of 5 in mind. Midship was made with the gameplay mechanics of 2 in mind. Okay? Do they look similar? Yes. They are not the same map. They're just not. There's a reason why it's called a remake and not a remaster. Same thing in video games. Okay? Okay. I want to get that the fuck out of the way right now because I'm sick of people coming at me with that. Um, let's see. So the, the big one and the one where this comes from, the topic suggestion comes from Mr. Justin LaFleche states weapons in general. I hope we get more than we have even now. I love the variations and upgrades to common weapons. It makes something like the plasma pistol fun when it creates black holes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Will. <laughs> Even if they have all the scopes and whatnot, I hope we can just customize them. I hate that I have to use whatever setup they decided to make. Campaign. I want all the weapons in the game to be within the campaign. Not like Halo 5 releasing weapons later in the game. Hide the upgraded uh, versions around as little challenges to go find and use. Make a skull that gives all enemies the fully upgraded version of their weapons. Could you imagine a group of grunts sending a barrage of black holes towards you? If you get real boss fights, not the warden, I'd like to see them have strong weapons. And for once, give me a good amount of ammo to start a damn mission. I always have to drop my starting weapon after the first big fight. I want tons of weapons I can screw around with. I replay the campaigns thousands of times. So having tons of cool weapons scattered around makes it fun to try new things. Have you ever tried to do the truth and reconciliation with only plasma pistols? I have, and it's ridiculously stupid to do, but it was fun. That's why I want the most amount of weapons possible in campaign. Social. 
as many weapons and variations on those weapons as possible. I would love to see a power weapon on a BTB map be something like a Dying Star, light rifle variant, instead of the common rockets and sniper. It's social. It's meant to jump into and screw around. Why not have Golf Club on the map that can kill everybody? Will, I don't know if you know this, but the Golf Club was introduced in Halo 3, if I'm not mistaken, and it is it acts the same as a gravity hammer, like the exact same. Okay. Wasn't there a mode in Halo 5 where you had to push a giant golf ball around? Yes, it was an action sack. Oh, yep. yes, I missed that. That was a lot of fun. Yep. They need to bring that back. It might be an action sack. Might still be there? Maybe. All right. I don't check know. Go check it out. <laughs> Just look at the Oh, my Moving God. on. All right. On. Competitive. The competitive community seems to be pretty dead set on the same weapons and power-ups, so I don't see that changing anytime soon. What I would like to see at least is a BR as a starting weapon, or maybe DMR for certain game types or maps, and weapons on the map worth picking up, but not power weapons sort of how the light rifle is on Plaza. Can still lose a battle with it, but in the right hands and positioning can really do some work on a map. Also maybe change up the spawn points or weapons and maps from HCS season to season. I'd really like to see each power weapon have like three potential spawn points on each map, and at the beginning of the game it'd be random to really throw off starting strats, but I know the pros would have a stroke, so you gotta keep it all the same. <laughs> to, to be completely honest with you Justin as I was reading that I was about to have a fucking stroke okay I'd like to see more variation in the weaponry in the HGS but I understand the history of only having a handful of weapons the pros choose to be worthy it's just starting to get stale watching snipe and rockets being the only power weapons to sum it up always go bigger with more weapons and finally on Instagram Eddie by one states pistol and for that reason, for all that you said, pistol. So I know people didn't like the pistol being the main thing in Halo 5. I can't stand but, it. But if you think about it, Halo 1 pistol was like God tier. You it, also understand my feelings of Halo 1. You're not a huge fan of it. Exactly. But I it, respect it, but I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. I'm fine with the pistol staying. Okay. It's not going to. I think they've heard enough where I think it'll be a, a BR. At but there's point. still, there are a lot of people, like pros included, that enjoy the pistol. Yeah. Yeah. So I I could definitely see it staying, but I just hope it doesn't. That's just my What opinion. if it's a BR start and the pistol's a pickup? Like there's like maybe two or two of them on the map. If it stays the same lethality as Halo 5's pistol? Yeah. I could see that. What I would prefer and this is just because, like, I just my the picture of a pistol in my mind, okay, is that you have a BR start, and then you have a, your pistol is your sidearm. It is yeah. something that you whip out to clean up a kill close to medium range if you need it. It's something you can take out in a pinch, and you have it, like, you, you have your, you have its utility right there for you. That is what I would want the pistol to be. But, again, I respect it in Halo 1. I completely understand its gameplay decisions and representation there. And uh, part of it is I'm just not great with it in 5, but I respect people who have great shots with the pistol in 5. Like, it, it is difficult to do at longer ranges. But I also don't think that gun is a long-range weapon. So when I see it being used at long range, my mind just goes, why the fuck it's not... Does not compute... <laughs> so, like, that's just that's just my opinion on it. Okay. But yeah, sure. I could definitely see it staying, though. With the way that a good amount of the pros like it, definitely see it staying. Um, 
it's has it it's had its staying power in five. What if it? What if I would like it? So if the if the BR if the BR is the start, it's a sidearm. Maybe it stays the same lethality, but besides five shots, it takes six. One more shot. Okay. In that in that fight where a BR might be able to do it a second or two faster. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Maybe and maybe drop off the range just a little bit. That's what I'm saying. That's the big thing for me. Is that when I'm seeing that thing being used like near cross map? That's a pistol. To be fair, it's all. I mean, pistol. You can be accurate with a pistol, and it's all about the reticle design. It is. So, if what if what if they left it where, but the reticle's bigger, so it's technically less accurate because you can't a little bit bigger for spread. You can't get that pinhole shot. With sure. It. Yeah. So. I'd be fine to make just make a couple tweaks to it. Like maybe leave it like the outer circle, and you don't get the inner circle. Sounds so, good so to me. even though the inner circle is there, yeah, you don't see it, so it's a little bit more hit or miss. You think ADS is an infinite? We haven't talked about this. Promethean weapons, yes. I think it's going to be. Just Promethean or across no, the board? Across the board. Okay. Yeah, I don't th- I don't I don't think they take it out. With I the- like it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean I think it's, cool. it's a really cool aesthetic when you zoom in with a Promethean weapon and everything like Yeah. Like the light rifle, how the, the scope comes Orange out. Orange and shit. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. Yeah. I know people people like really like the classic Halo with no no red or no ADS, but I think we're at a point where it's gonna have it. It's it's been there. I mean, Halo Five. People I, people didn't like it in Halo Five, but it worked in Halo Five. I didn't have anything wrong with it. Right. So, okay. Let's break down Justin's response here. Oh, you want to go back? Okay. So for social, mm-hmm. anything and everything depends on the mode. I'm in the same wheelhouse. So my ideal situation, and like I said, I think they've learned their lesson from five, is that they're going to release with everything day one. They're going to release with all the maps and the modes. Okay? I mean, like I said, I'd be fine if they went back and did paid map packs, because that would make me believe that we're getting quality maps in those packs. Yeah. Instead of five, where it was just shit. So... Regardless of the path that they go, we get a good amount of maps on launch and we get all the modes. Okay. We have a separate social and a separate ranked hopper. Within that social hopper, I want strictly social slayer as a mother effing playlist. Social slayer with the competitive settings or just no competitive settings. Just a straight up social slayer playlist with the gameplay mechanics that Infinite has in mind with standard weapons. Okay, just a strictly social slayer playlist. That's all I want. Then you can also do what they did in three have an objective social playlist. You have your oddball, you have your king of the hill, strongholds if it comes back. Um, territories, so on and so forth. You have Slayer in one playlist, Objective in another. Okay? Fuck it. Do the same thing. Make two other playlists for your Fiesta-style weapons and whatnot. It could be the Fiesta mode, or it could just be the wacky weapons that Justin's talking about. I don't care. 
allow everything to happen. Just give me all the possibilities. Do you like the variants that Halo 5 brought with the different weapons then? Since I brought it up earlier. Depends on the mode. It does. Um, See, I I would be... Okay. My problem is... Maybe I'll be eating... Yeah, maybe I'll be, like, eating my own words here in a second, but... Regular Fiesta. Not Super Fiesta, just regular. Mm Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, I guess you could technically be more screwed if you're playing a regular Fiesta variant because there's less of the bigger tiered weapons available in the set. Okay? Yep. But then again, in Super Fiesta, at least with Halo 5's abundance of different variants of weapons, I feel like it's an even bigger group with like i'm not able to get those best ones in the set like i feel like i'm always getting dicked on by the lower tiered weapons in the set because there's so many to pick from within yeah with the amount of variants that are going on so maybe if they can find a middle ground in there maybe just eliminate common weapons kind of like they're doing with the rock and rail system yeah where it's just the two you know what you're getting Sure. But, but no, I'd be, yeah, I think it'd be cool, like, because what, they had mythic shoddy snipers, where everybody gets a Norn, Nornfang, yep. and everybody gets a an Oathbringer, or something like that. But yeah, like a really good shotgun and the best sniper rifle in the game. So, I don't know. It's tough. What are your thoughts? I'm I rambling. Mean, I don't like the crazy variants of the weapons. Like, well, I I don't like the ones that create black holes and whatnot. Sure. And, like, the shockwave from the grav hammer that no one can touch. Yeah, dude, that... Whoo! That, like, that's that's overpowered. Um, I'd be happy if they kept some of them, but not to the extreme they went. Okay. Um, It just seems a little too out there, but I get there's the point of just jumping in and having fun. Having it's, fun. Um, I come from... I'm too competitive of a person that when I do get in those modes... I want it to be all competitive and yeah. have an even chance. And sometimes it's like, oh, well, we got snowballed on because they had all the the right weapons spawned for them. Right. And you just got to take it. But when you're grinding for XP and you really want to win and really get those boosts. Yep. It sucks. It does. Um, so I, I can see it on both sides. Campaign. I'm, I'm with Justin when... So we we have a feeling this game is going to be in a more open, like broader sense. Yeah. Okay. More exploration. Exactly. So I'd be totally cool, like the data pads, uh, or just like, um, logs and whatnot, you know, and those being hidden around, weapons being hidden around. Yeah, I'd be totally down for all of that. That'd be cool. That sounds cool. Okay, we've. This is past previous topics, but I just had a realization come to my come to my head here. What's your realization? It might be like the division. As in? It's, you know, it's open city. You can roam around, do what you want. Um, But when you start a mission, you can, you like show up to the starting point and then. Oh, you're like instantly queued in. Yeah. You just start the mission. Sure. As soon as you press the button to start the mission. 
and then you kind of go through in in the division it works because it's a building right you can't usually they won't let you go into that building until you start the mission right so i'm wondering if halo will have that where like you it's an open world concept you can explore the ring but then you show up to the starting point on a map of the mission and you start origin or destiny or destiny destiny is like that too yep yep well, De- Destiny has it where, like, you select the mission and then you queue in and it's, you, you're teleported and you start. Right, but but what I'm saying is, like, you go to your hub area, oh, yeah. you go to the planet, and then you go to the marker on the map. And then you hold the button down, and yes, you go into either a cutscene or you start the mission that way and it blacks out. But you are on that hub area first. Yeah. Halo Infinite is now Destiny. Confirmed. I'm- I mean, it could be something to that effect. The Dest Division. Dest Division. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Back to campaign weapons. Yes. Yeah, I do like hiding. Like, so if they do keep that linear structure when you're going through a mission, yes, hiding specific weapons in that area. Yeah. But maybe you have to make a jump or do some fucking jumping puzzles. Why do I say that? Um. <laughs> Will wants jumping puzzles no, in Halo hate, Infinite. That I is confirmed. Hate jumping puzzles. Loves jumping puzzles. No. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, just make it so you have to go find those weapons that you can then use and gain an advantage for the next section. Yeah, I think I think it'd be great if they took the Halo Five approach. Yeah, I think that they hid them fairly well in Halo Five. They there was one, there were ones that required jumps as well. Yep. Um. Yeah, totally agree. All right, the big one, what this show is all about, competitive. Yes. Okay. Justin, like I said, when I was reading through your stuff, I nearly did have a stroke. Um, Moving power weapon spawns? No. They need to be static. There's a reason for setups in the first place. I want consistency. Um, the, the only thing... The only thing that I like moving during competitive play is the hill in King of the Hill. Because you know where it's going to go to, but that's the only thing that moves. You have your setups for everything else. You have your setups for the hills that go. Could that be a thing for power weapons? I don't think so. What about power-ups? Not s- not random, but just say like let's talk let's take truth. Maybe it spawns so it starts P, P1. Yeah. And then the next time it comes up it's car 2 or something like that. Staggered. I still don't think it would work because of setups. Well, teams could then move the setup. They have to know to rotate at that time. Right. I I understand, but yeah, no, I, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here. No, 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 I can compl- I completely understand it because I could see it working because you know where it's going. You just right. have to know the time, right? But then my only thought process is, well, then again, well, talk it out, talk it out. Where's where's your mind going with with power ups and power weapons? Right? Yep, they're. Well, for a power-up specifically, they're normally in a centralized location. Sure. Like, normally, 
near the middle of a map. Okay? So for a truth or a midship, right, mm-hmm. I could see that where, oh, camo spawns here, now it's going to spawn car two because realistically it's just up a level, but it's still near the middle of the map. Yep. Okay? But then, in like a guardian aspect, you have camel that spawns, um, you have camel that spawns near yellow lift, right? Where would a, where would a camo move at that point? Because you have camo there and then you have sniper spawning S3. Would they swap places? Because you need to remain consistent across power weapons and power ups, because if you have your camo move and yeah. the sniper stays where it's spawning, that can, that can totally fuck a game up. Right. No, I would just say, yeah, I I was just, no, I, but, but yeah, that's, I'm trying to like, because I could see that being a thing. There's just so many different things that have to take place in order for that to work. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't happen on every map. Maybe it's only one or two, but, but then, then that would, not, that'd be fucked up, but then it's not exactly. Consistent. It's not consistent. And we like consistency. Well, um, that's definitely something that could be talked about further. Yeah. And it's a weird new, thing. New maps would be designed for the gameplay involved. Exactly. That's exactly it. And it's a point I keep trying to fucking hit home because it's so true. Maps are designed with gameplay elements in mind. Thank you for bringing that right back up. So I could, it could if they design them that way, but I, yeah. I think it is too far of a stretch for what competitive is, has been, and will be. Yeah. See, the, the randomized aspect, like, Justin, I... I Will, I like where you and I were going with that, okay? Justin, in regards to your randomized weapon spawns, we know what, let's, let me just read this back. Okay. Let's see. I'd like to see, I'd really like to see each power weapon have like three potential spawn points on each map. And at the beginning of the game, it'd be random to really throw off starting strats. Yeah, that. Okay, so the first one would be random, but then you know where they go. Either way, I still think that breaks it. That would break yeah, it. Because it would have to be three centralized locations. Right. Well, I guess, is it Eden? Or Empire? Eden? Yeah, Eden. Where the sniper spawns right above blue. I mean, that's... I mean, I feel like they have more of an advantage to grab that. There is a Hydra in red, but Hydra's a Hydra. So, see, and that's the thing is that you have your counter, like you have the sniper there, but then you have the counter with the Hydra or you have OS, um, spawning turbine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's always that give and take, right? Justin, the, the only way I could see that working is if there is literally one power weapon and no power ups. So, like, it's just a rocket launcher. It's just a sniper rifle. And it rotates on three separate points on the map throughout the match. But that is the only contention of power besides, like, map ownership. Yeah. You know what what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Is kind of, um, in competitive, more like um, Refuge and narrows on three where there where there are two snipers on yeah. each side so each team has an equal chance to grab yes. that sniper yep and then rockets are in middle middle so it's 
that's again even chance yes um so you like symmetrical maps yeah yeah i do too i'm I, in competitive for sure i'm 100 percent that same way that's the thing the yeah. funny thing is is i'm not good at those maps but i <laughs> well it just takes good setups like that's yeah. the big thing it takes ma- for those specifically it's a lot about map control that's mm-hmm. why when when we were watching uh the previous halo 3 tournament right and it was you would see players compete for top mid like it was a lot of competition for top mid you would see a lot of people hanging out like right in their right in their entry areas on both sides of the map on narrows right and you'd see their snipers sitting in the back mm-hmm. and then once they got a kill or two they would start pushing up further and further until they got their top control and then they were able to watch flags mm-hmm. so yeah it's just all about that um but no, I like, I like the thought of that. Of the randomness a little bit? Of the moving around? The moving around, not the randomness. I can't have it be random. It can't be random at all. But like one rocket maybe spy- spawning in a different position? Yeah. like it, I don't want it to happen. I'm just going to say that. But the thought piqued my interest. That's what I'll say. Throw it in social. That's what I'd say. I don't think it would work for competitive. Yeah. But social where there's random spawns all over the map. You don't know what you're getting. Little, everyone spawns with a BR, but their super fiesta weapons are just randomized around the map. You never know what you're going to get where. And then they pop up instead of every two minutes in a game to make it a little bit more fun. Every 45 seconds. New power weapon. Don't know what it's going to be. Super fiesta or, you know, wreck weapon. Sure. Make it a little crazy. There you go. New game mode. You just figured it out. We'll get on those maps right now. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Forge Hub. Yeah. We need a we need another competition here. There we go. Um. So what would you what would you like in competitive then? Hold on. What would the name of your playlist be? It has to be something mayhem related, right? Oh. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Sense. Oh my god. I need to, how do I download, uh, how do I make maps? <laughs> Can someone give me like a crash course? No, no, no. We, we're going to, we're going to get Forge Hub. Oh, to, we're going to have a contest. To make these maps? Yeah. In this mode? Yes. No, they, they'll make the maps. We'll find somebody to do the mode. Okay. <laughs> it's just, uh. What, what the name of your, what's the name of your mode? What's the name I, of your playlist, I Will? I, let me think about it. All right. You think about let it. What think. were you going to say though? I, what do you want? What I was like, what what do you want for competitive? What is your, what do you think should be there? Overall, we we know that you don't want a pistol. You're right. Well, I want secondary is fine. Sure. Pistol I mean, starting starting. Are I we mean, just going to talk about ideal settings? I mean, technically, the pistol was a secondary weapon at first. Oh AR, lord! And it just. The, the, but every but oh came, come on I know, everybody I know, oh, you motherfucker you motherfucker I I'm saw what you did throwing it technically it was a secondary. <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was perfect because technically you're right. Um, it just became the most powerful thing. It fucking did. Uh, okay. My ideal, my ideal settings. Okay. BR start. Pistol secondary. You can have autos on map. That's fine. Automatic weapons. You can have those on the map. That's fine. Static spawns for power-ups and power weapons. I would be perfectly fine if they took away the timers. Because I think that adds to the competitive aspect of knowing times. 
because we see it with power-ups already. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of um, having to have that communication. I like that a lot. So removing timers from power weapons. And right now it's it's two minutes or it's the time from when it was picked up, right? Yes. That is for power. I know that's for power. Power for weapons. It's the same, right? Yes. Yep. Um, power ups specifically. I don't want the shoving it into the chest bullshit anymore. I want it to be like Halo 3s used to be where you just run into it and you pick it up. That's what I want. I don't want you to have to think about it. I was there first. I picked it up. Timer starts right there. Mm -hmm. As soon as I touch it, burn it, whatever. I don't care. As soon as I touch that thing, the timer restarts. Because with Halo 5, I can never be super consistent on it because I feel like it's not incredibly consistent. Sure. With the picking it up, slamming it in, where whatever. What I've done and it seems to work is it's two seconds from the moment I actually press X. Okay. And it confirms it. That's what I've been doing. Cool. Two seconds down from there. All right. Um, but yeah, just get rid of that altogether. Get rid of the button press. Get rid of the animation. Just literally, you hit it, it's yours. Um, let's see. And again, I want everything static spawn. Or on the map. Weapons on map. So, Yeah. Like the, there's got to be the plasma pistol, the counter overshield. Yeah, I feel like because Tasman's right here, where realistically it's only a couple weapons are used. I never see them pick up the carbine. Never. Well, uh, the carbine blows in five now. Like they they made the spread too much. It used to be unbelievably god tier. I got my I got a, a perfect with it the other day. I just blew my mind. Yeah. Like what? See, that's the thing is that you it it's it's inconsistent. Yeah. So if it was if it was consistent, people would use it more often, and it was, but then they nerfed it. Um. But yeah, they people just don't pick up that many weapons anymore. It's either a plasma pistol to take down shields or nothing. I see a lot of people using the bolt shot for the tracking, but that that's I mean I'm. I'm not playing top tier play people here. No, but either way, I'm talking about like just like when we watch competitive streams yeah, in five, right? Sure. I don't see that. You don't see many people picking up many weapons. So I would say have more weapons on the map. This is so vague because we don't know the weapon set that's going to be in, in, in infinite. Right. But what I will say is this to keep it. it again, it's going to be vague. Have more weapons on the map. Have them be meaningful. And have them spawn frequently. Like, give me give me a reason to be like... Like, you could have an SMG, for example, as an auto, right? Maybe beef it up just a little bit, because I feel like they dumbed it down a little bit in 5. Um, beef it up just a titch more. Don't make it AR strength, but like, you know, at close range, does pretty well. Have it spawn frequently. And as I'm running through the map or whatever, be like, oh, hell yeah, SMG. I'm in a close corridor here. I could use this. Make them meaningful. Give me more options. Because maybe we'll see some more people pick them up. I don't know. I like to think they would, but, you know, people like their pistol. What do you think about dual wielding in Infinite? Do they bring it back? Should they bring it back? Why not? Two SMGs? Sure. I don't see why not. Fuck it. Yeah, I'd be fine if they brought it back because I thought that it was a cool, if if anything, in campaign, it was awesome. 
And when I play Halo 2 in MCC, and I see people doing it, like you see uh, um, an SMG and a pistol, yeah, I think it's awesome. And then Halo 3 as well, dual spikers in Halo 3, whoo! So then that brings back the question, you lose ADS with that, but then you, do. you get more, po- more firepower. Yes, potentially an added benefit of more firepower if you're good with them. So yeah, I think it, I think it is beneficial for close range weapons. And yeah. Yeah, why not? I think it'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bring back, bring back dual wielding. For sure. Um, anything else? I think that's it for me. What do you got? What's your ideal no, situation? I agree. I would like, um, I have a lot of fun when the Halo 2 BR is on the map. Oh, it's so good. It is really good in, in Ooh, 5. It feels Why good. didn't they just make that the starting BR? Like, everyone would have been happy. I feel like everyone would have been. So I think the reason why they didn't is because it is technically overpowered. It is. And it is a wreck weapon. Well, then don't call. Just make make a variant of that, your BR. Dumb it down a little bit. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I everyone would have been happy. You get you get the zoom with it still. I mean, it's not technically a zoom, but I mean, it is. It's a two-time zoom, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yep. And that was in previous Halos. Correct. Bring, just, like, I feel like that would have been so awesome to to run these maps. And with the, with the mobility that's in Halo 5, when you're zooming, it puts you at kind of a um, deficit. Yeah, uh, disadvantage. Disadvantage is the word I'm looking for. But that's what you get. You know? Exactly. You take that risk. Um, it just feel it felt smooth. I liked it a lot. Oh, it sounds good too. Yeah. That that gun just feels great to use. That's what the BR should fucking feel like. Right. So, bring back something like that to Infinite. People enjoy that type of BR. Yes. Why not have it there? Um, I'm fine with the pistol being a secondary. I don't like AR starts. Yeah, me either. Um, my voice is cracked again. So you hear that? It's all right. Um. <laughs> Thanks for the reassurance. I agree with the with the static power-ups and power weapons and the removing of the timers. Um, you could have them in social, take it away for competitive. We didn't talk about grenade hit markers. Bringing it back to like many, many episodes ago and we have that as a topic. Yeah. Um, again, that's one of the things. Social, I'm fine with it being there. Competitive, take it out. What about normal weapon hit markers? Hmm. I like them. You do? Just because it takes away that... Did my shot hit? Did it, And then it's it's not like regist- registering versus not... Did it like... You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I, I love the validation. Mm-hmm. Yes, I completely agree. Um, I mean, you talk about Halo 3 blood shots and people being <sighs> mad. You want... I, I need to know my shots hitting. Absolutely. Um, even now, there's times where like... I thought I shot him in the head and it just doesn't count. Yep. No, uh, um, there was <sighs> a lot of that going on on Saturday where I was like, really? did my shot just not register? Like red reticle, no hit marker. Like I, I, I was having people lag on me all over. I don't know if it was just I was having connection issues or s- someone on the other team was having connection issues. I had one of those games yesterday, but dropped everyone out of the lobby. Oh, really? That was crazy. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. I'm fine with weapon hit markers. Okay. Grenade hit markers out of competitive. That's okay. fine. Um, I do agree. You said more weapons that are more meaningful. I would say 
the same amount that's in five. Okay. Not like I don't. I I think it's fine. Okay. You find. I mean, just think of um plaza. You have the the light rifle, the plasma pistol, and there's BRs around. Yes. Um, if they're meaningful weapons, then people will want to go for them, and they shouldn't be too frequent because then they could change the game, and then what's the point of the BR? And you run into that whole slippery sure. slide. Sure. Um. Yeah, I think they have to have their their variations of symmetrical maps and then maps that are asymmetrical. Yeah, exactly. I was going to go into more detail, but that yeah, no, go by all means, go into more detail. So like, I am I am a big fan of Truth. Yep, it's a good map. You and a lot of people. Yeah, it's a good Um, map. It's yeah, it's it's a solid solid foundational map. And then maps like Colosseum, where there's a ton of different height variants, and that really, I felt like, was designed for Halo 5's movement. It's probably my favorite Halo 5 map, is so, Colosseum. Yeah, so, it's... And then, I say, there needs to be... This is, like, one of the most beloved maps of Halo 3, Narrows. There has to be something that resembles... esque Yeah, resembles, equates to it. Sure. The dual bridge is really cool it idea. Really cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah. 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 But but with the sandbox of weapons in com- in competitive there's obviously not going to be the crazy variants, but they need to make them right. The pickups on the map have to be meaningful and maybe situational. You know, like you said, SMGs by a corridor might work. But if the setup or the like there's if there's never going to be a setup over there, what's the point? Right. If there's no reason to hold down that corridor area, no one's going to pick up the SMG. I think it's a reason why I liked. um, So this is like this is Social Slayer specifically, but Halo 3, the pit. Okay, so you had um, on both sides, right? You'd have you'd have the pit where the flag would be. Right. And then you'd have your shotgun tunnels as well on the outer corners of the map. Right. So you'd have you'd have sniper underneath sniper tower, and then on the opposite side of each base area, you'd have shotguns. Okay. Close quarters area. You have hallways to walk down. Situational. Obviously, you use them in other places too, and then you'd have sword and sword base. Situational. Small room. Small hallways around. Easy place to get pinched with a sword. So yeah. I would I would love to see more aspects of that. In other words, good map design. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's really all I have. All right. I don't I don't know what else. I mean, like I said, the weapon sandbox. I feel like it is too large right now in five. Yeah, it's big. Like like you said, when you're playing those super fiesta matches, you can get screwed by getting those lower tiered weapons too frequently. Yeah. And you can't do anything. The fact that there's a silenced AR in Super Fiesta. Pointless. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, maybe take out those lower tiered or no one's going to want to use an AR. Exactly. You get rid of like level three wrecks and below. There you go. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Also the name of a Pokemon. Will, is that going to do it? That's all I got, man. All right. Let's move on to some shout outs. First and foremost, happy belated birthday to Lethal, the caster, not the pro player. And then also happy belated birthday to Steve Downs, the one and only voice 
of Master Chief. Happy birthday to you two gentlemen. Next up, shout out to Elamite, Walshy, and Summit for their old school smack talk. Will, I don't know if you saw this, but I think you're going to get Wait, kick out of Summit, this one. Summit 1G? Summit 1G. Oh, I'm going to pull that up right now. Hold on, let me read it to you first. Oh god, you have it, okay. I do. So Elamite, this is on Twitter. Elamite states, Does anyone remember Walshy comparing himself to Uncle Jesse from Full House? Calling the ogres the Olsen twins? And saying beating them was like taking candy from a baby? I sure do. Summit states, Baby would put up a better fight. And then Walshy replies with, Straight fire, you know, like from a Molotov. Oh, for those who don't know what that reference is, oh, so, uh, go so, ahead. Summit was in competitive play, and he basically had a. He was subbing in for someone, right? Yeah, yeah. And he had a match pretty much won, and then he he backed into his own Molotov and died and lost the round. It was so funny. It was, it was one so of those funny. like he went from straight celebrating to like, no, no, what did I do? Yep, I loved so, it. Yeah, and I also loved that smack talk on Twitter. He's, that was fantastic. Summit's never going to live that down. I think he has an emote in his Twitch channel for it. Just like Clutch is never going to live down. Yeah, you got to jump gotta, off with you that, You got to jump off with that, man. You got to do it. Good stuff. Um, a shout out to MLE, Michelin Events, on hosting charities, well, fundraisers, for both Gamers Outreach and Cutthroat. So we're going to include links to both of them. Um, again, Michelin Events is raising money for... Um, a gamer by the name of Cutthroat, his house burned down. Very unfortunate event. Uh, so if you have the means to, please donate if you're able to. And then also, of course, Gamers Outreach. If you guys don't know what Gamers Outreach are, uh, they were who we raised money for for the go-kart in Halo Bowl 3 for the hospital. Um, so yeah, if you have the means to, please donate if you're able. Both the GoFundMe for Cutthroat and the Tiltify for Gamers Outreach will be included in the Google Doc of the show of the show. Next up, shout out to Justin LaFleche for the topic discussion. Greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Shout out to everyone who contributed to the topic discussion. And then uh, shout out to everybody who joined in the community play date as well. The uh, little bit of an inaugural coming back of the community play date. It was a good time. I hope you guys had fun as well. That does it for the shout outs. Will, it's time for some community creations. First up, Meme Monday. You know it. You love it. You hate it. You look at it, or you don't look at it, but if you don't look at it, you should look at it, because it's great. Next up, Community Spotlight by Snickerdoodle on Halo, over on HaloWaypoint.com. There's a ton of cool artwork, a ton of cool videos, a ton of cool community stuff. Take a look if you haven't already. It's great. Next, we have the Clips of the Week number 7 by High Tech Redneck. So this posted on Monday, because she releases episodes every Monday. We're recording this episode on a Sunday. Therefore... I included a little hint in here because I'm thinking that volume eight will release tomorrow, which is the night we're going to schedule this episode for publishing. Therefore, if high tech redneck releases volume eight, it'll be included in the show notes. So both will be included. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Next up, uh, speaking of clips, daily Twitter clips, volume 10 by Scud Puddle. Over on YouTube, go check that out as well. Um, next up, we have a ninja clip by Night Fox. Go ahead and check this out. Great little clip. Then we have community thoughts on Halo Infinite's Discover Hope trailer, E3 2019 Banger Bust. This is by Kevin Cool X over on YouTube. Uh, he did a collaboration with a bunch of other Halo content creators. Go check it out. It's a good video. Then we have this probably my favorite thing I saw all week. 
Okay. Halo and Final Fantasy crossover logos. This is by Fusion Fan 45. They look incredible. If for those who don't know what Final Fantasy logos look like, go look up just any Final Fantasy games logo and think if it was Halo instead. They are awesome and I want them as posters. I really want those posters. What's up, Will? He did Reach 3, ODST, and CE. Yes. He's doing more. Good. Yes. He plans on doing them all. I reached out to him on Reddit. He plans on doing them all. They're phenomenal. Yes. He also plans on doing Wars, Wars 2, and uh, Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike. I wonder. I can't wait. I cannot wait. That's awesome. They are so cool, dude. Um, Next up, we have DreamHack Dallas 2019, The Infinite Experience by infinite check it out it's a youtube video they were teasing it for quite some time it is officially out now and finally the the last piece of community creations um so i filled out a survey by curtis papel um well quite some time ago in regards to halo balance flow and skill components it's a survey that he put out for people to fill out and i filled it out a long time ago the results are in And out of 111 responses, here's what we got. So again, this was just a survey that was sent out for people to complete. uh, Anybody could complete it. So the first question was, drag and drop to rank the following components by their contribution to the overall balance, flow, and skill gap in Halo, most to least valuable. Think of the item's uh, skill requirement multiplied by its frequency. Also think how the game would function without the component at all. So the options included strafing jump grenades crouch melee spartan abilities sprint and shooting so out of so here's what they ranked okay and again this was most to least valuable first was shooting then strafing then grenades then jump then melee crouch spartan abilities and last but certainly not least, Sprint. And let me just say that Sprint was an overwhelming majority of a last choice. Shooting, obviously, was the overall favorite and first choice. And then Strafing, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm kind of surprised that Strafing took second here. And again, this is only out of 11, 111 responses. Okay? Keep that in mind. The second question was, rate each Spartan ability on how much it adds to the overall balance, flow, and skill gap in Halo 5. So, here we go. In order of most valuable to least valuable, we have Thrust. Then it looks like it's a pretty close tie between Slide and Stabilize. Then Clamber. Then Sprint. Then Ground Pound. And finally Spartan Charge. People hated Spartan Charge more than Ground Pound in this regard. And if you've ever been Spartan Charge, you know exactly why. It is a nightmare. Um, I think looking at it, Clamber, Stabilize, and Slide are pretty much even, dead even. Yes. It's so close. Yes. Because realistically, when you think about it, People usually slide, jump, stabilize, clamber. 
usually all in the same go, right? It could be, yeah. So that in a string of events definitely makes sense. Um, and I think you made mention of this a while ago, but you were mentioned. I think you were mentioning how much you enjoyed the thrust mechanic itself at one yeah. point in time. Yeah. And clearly a lot of people enjoy that too. Just that extra little bit of mobility to either get out of the way or get into a place that you want to get to or get into a gunfight, you know? And honestly, like, like we've talked about, the maps were designed for it. So yes. um, sometimes to look around a corner, you need to get out a little ways. Yep. And someone shooting you from a different angle, you just use that thrust to get back into a spot where you're not getting shot and undercover, you know? Yes. Um, I, I feel like if it was designed for without thrust, without the advanced mobility, that corner might be tighter. The hallway would be shorter, less vision from the other side. And then you'd be able to peek one side, move, move a little peek the other. So, sure. yeah. All right. The third question, do you prefer to have more movement options or more ability to predict and control enemy player movements? 16 people responded with, I'd like to be able to move around. 95 people said, said, I'd like to be able to predict enemy movement and control enemy player movements. So, again, there's only 100... 111 options. Yeah, 111 responses. But it seems like those people. Who doesn't want to know where their enemy's going, though? I feel like that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, that's a true statement. Yeah, that's very, very true. Um, If you want to elaborate a little bit more on that, I'm going to try to bring this up because I think there were more. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, people could have just thought, well, yeah, I'd like to know and be able to predict where someone's going to go. But, I mean, if you're in that defensive state, wouldn't you want escapability? Yeah. And see, that's the thing I've been consistently saying. I'm fine if the... um... Words, Josh. I know, words are difficult. (laughs) No, I like how when in Sprint and Halo 5, right? Mm -hmm. If you're sprinting, your shields don't come back. Okay, there's that detriment to you take that risk if you're going to try to sprint out of a situation. Also, your gun's down. Exactly. So, yes, I understand where people are coming from where, oh, my God, I fucking hate when I was just one shot away from killing somebody. Be better at your shot. Okay. That Or it just means that they were in a position they could escape from. Exactly. They, they knew they could get away. Exactly. It's up to you if you want to go chase that person down. But, you know, if that person ran away, then there's still a little bit of time before their shields come back because they sprinted away. They have that risk. So now, do you go get that potential reward? Or do you go for that potential risk where that person's shields might come back? Or do you play it safe and hand back a little bit more? Wait for the person to push out once more, you know? I'm... We've said it countless times. I'm fine if Sprint stays, but I'd be, I'd be happy if... Like, if it does stay, it keeps the implementation that it has in 5. 4 was broken. Everybody knows that. Four is not a competitive game. In five, though, you had that risk and reward. They learned from that, and they implemented it in a much better fashion to me. So, yeah. That's what I got to say. Were were you able to find the dock? Yes. But 
that was actually it. So okay. we're good. We're actually good. I was just making sure because it looked like there was more, but nope, we're we're golden. Yeah, nice little discussion there at the end. That was good. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who filled out that survey. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Infinite has. I'm really excited. From the honestly, the, the vibe I got from the trailer, looking into the aspects, it makes me feel like you might start with out abilities and maybe they come in like maybe you can get upgraded armor or choose what you have. Sure. Um, within the campaign, and then maybe maybe they won't have them in competitive. Maybe they maybe they do. Maybe they have the option to see if it works or if it doesn't, and they right. can change it quickly. Right. That'd be, I mean, wouldn't that be kind of best case scenario is if they have both options and if it doesn't work, it's out. Basically. So we'll see what happens. We'll have to wait and see. Damn it. <laughs> um, Will? Yeah. We've made it to the end. That is it. I really don't have much else to say. Like my voice already cracked twice. I don't know if we want to try to go for a third time. So with all that out of the way. I'm going to go get some dinner later. But, uh, I can't do that yet, Will. You know why? Why is that? Because I need you to do something for me. Okay. Do you know what that thing is? I think I do. Uh, I don't know, Will. I don't think you do it every week. Oh, wait, you do do it every week. I said do-do. That's besides the point. I'm rambling. Will, plug the show! You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and others as well. Pocket Cast. Leave us a review. Talk to us. Let us know what you think. Let other people know about the show. Seriously. Will, you say it every week. I want to hit it home. Leave a review. Love it. Hate it. We want to hear about it. Seriously. Like, we do this show week in, week out. We, we see what you guys are saying on Twitter. We see what you guys are saying on Discord. Leave us a review, good or bad. I don't care. We want to see where we're at. Let us know what we can improve on. Let us know if we're doing a good job. All that fun stuff. Please. You can join us on Discord. Join the community discussion. We have looking for groups. We have Halo topics. We have life topics. We have gaming general topics that you can join in on and talk to others about your thoughts. If you do decide to join, please be nice. We have some stipulations. Please read all the pinned messages. There's that. I have a uh, no bullshit tolerance at this point. <laughs> you can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for HDS Pro Talk on your Xbox machine. Or don't. Or don't like most people. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, the Insta, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, Esportspedia. Search for HDS Pro Talk on those sites. I was really hoping you were going to do like the book of faces again and all that. That was really, really good. <laughs> you can't, you can't overuse the it. tubes of you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a once, once in a while thing. All right, it just gets my anticipation levels up. I love it. So you make come, me anxious, Will. We're out there. Come find us. We love having discussions, talking. Keep it civil, and I'll all be good. Yes. Remember positivity positivity and you know what i'm gonna say this as well said it before i've said it in discord i'm gonna say it here as well on the show for those who are not in our discord um 
everybody has a bad day, right? Sometimes life just fucking sucks. We've all been there. And I'm not kidding, we all have. Okay? There have also been a lot of things that have happened within the gaming, the YouTube, the Twitch communities and whatnot where lives have been taken. For it, it's, I just want to, without like fucking jumping over my words or anything like that, I just want to say that if anybody just needs to talk, regardless, it can be about anything. You just need somebody to say hey to, you just need someone to bullshit through the day with. If you just need somebody to talk to or want somebody to talk to, DMs are always open. Twitch, Discord, doesn't matter. Reach out. We're here. And we'll listen. That's all I want to say about that. Will? Guess what's coming next week? What do we got, man? Another topic! Do you want to know what it is? Do you have it yet? Nope. So... (laughs) I throw this out there all the time. I'm going to throw it out there again. If you have a suggestion for a topic, because Will and I talk about Halo all week, therefore our brains are kind of fried, So if you have a topic discussion that you would like to be brought up during the show, by all means, let us know on Twitter, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, everywhere. Let us know what your topic is, and I'll add it to the list, and you very well may be chosen. So yeah. Is that it, Will? It's all I got for the week. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 8. Yes, for Otak. I'm going to redo that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 80 of F. I'm going to redo that one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 80 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening and hearing me ramble on and stumble over my words all episode long. We'll be back next week with another topic. And Will's beautiful face that unfortunately you're not able to see not yet but until then (gasps) 